go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this ninth day of February, 2024. This is the horn. Head on dot live is where you go if you want to be part of the Mary Wacky Zany real time madcap multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All time zones in between and the great globe round. Hi, I'm Robin, and if you pop by the aforementioned Mary Wacky Zany right now, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers, Squeaky and Theo, and incompetently moderated by yours truly, because uh, uh, Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger in Oregon, uh, will be late to chat and may not even be able to start the front porch group, so someone else may have to do that. So, it, but also, if you're listening to the podcast, please be so kind as to leave a review. Uh, hit the like button or mash the little heart button over at, uh, I don't know, iHeartRadio or Spotify or, you know, we're still looking to get a thousand discreet listeners at, well, not too discreet, but a thousand discreet listeners at, uh, tune in radio, and when you uh, when you leave a review, it helps the algorithms present this program to more people who may actually become part of the conversation and part of the community. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be wonderful? But every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So thanks go out to our ninth day of the month subscribers. Thank you so very kindly uh, to Ralphs and to James. Thank you. Thanks to Mary Bell. Uh, thanks to Charlie for jumping in. I appreciate it so much, Charlie. We all do. And thank you to David up in Oregon. Wow, second semester of your second year of law school, David. That's amazing. You just keep being amazing, okay? So where do we stand? The fundraising goal sits at $1,150. And we have a new Patreon subscriber. Thank you so much, Carl. Uh, that, is, that is so helpful. Thank you very much for jumping in over at Patreon because we need, uh, we need lots more subscribers. If we, had, if we had lots and lots of subscribers, uh, I wouldn't have to pitch fundraising every evening. And Wouldn't that be fun? But thank you, Carl. Thank you so very much. And I have an announcement from an anonymous friend of ours. A uh, One Life to Live, Have a Show on Me, 
$300 two-for-one tripling challenge that starts with the beginning of this program this evening, right here, right now. And so basically, after Ralph's previous unanswered challenge is met, and that's $25, which gets us down to $1,100, then if we raise $150, our kind anonymous Internet friend will turn that into $450, and we'll get the... Uh, the fundraising goal for the first week, first full week of February, down to 600, wait, uh, yeah, down to $650. So there's never been a better time to double your money than this particular Friday on the front porch. So maybe let's fulfill that right quick and maybe go ahead and work on a Friday on the front porch community made miracle. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance, one to all. It is, of course, Friday on the front porch. That means that here in fairly short order, uh, that is to say about 55 minutes from now, uh, assuming that there's someone there to start the call. Hi, Jeremy. I hope you're there. Uh, Then uh, we'll go over the river and through the trees to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves and wherein we keep the Extraordinary Ordinary Roundtable, where about, about which we gather at the end of every week and cuss and discuss the things that are on our minds. And I have a feeling, based on the last couple of nights, that there are going to be a lot of things on our minds. And if you've never participated in Friday on the Front Porch, well, by Jove, what a wonderful evening to do that, if you're listening live. And uh, just a little reminder about comments on the podcasts and stuff. If you've got if you've got questions or observations or comments for the program, posting those uh, you know for those of you who listen to the podcast, posting those on your podcast platform, I might even get a notification, uh, which maybe I could respond to. That'd be fantastic. Um, so the challenge is on the table. Uh, Christopher, hi Christopher, thank you so much. Uh, the challenge, Ralph's challenge being three days on the table is three days too many. So Christopher has just finished that challenge. So we are now down to $1,100 to go to finish the first full week of February. And uh, uh, Steve in New York says, I've got 15. If somebody else will meet 15. So if somebody kicks in 15 bucks, Steve in New York will kick 15 bucks in on the one life to live true tripling challenge uh, for this evening, and that'll get us down to uh, $120 to go on the 150 we need to raise for the challenge. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so, 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 so much. Uh, and uh, Emilio reminds us, uh, 10,000 monthly contributors at $0.66, cents, or 1,000 monthly contributors at $6.66, that should, that should tickle the... Uh, Non-believers out there. Not saying, just saying, says Emilio. Savage. Fundraising. (laughs) Awesome, Emilio. First cowbell of the evening goes to you, my friend. So, uh, where do do we want to start? Well, first of all, let me me extend condolences to our dear friend, Brother Deacon Asa. I don't think he'll mind me saying this. He had he and he and his family had to say goodbye to a beloved family member a little 
furry four-legged fellow. I've seen videos of him, and he's adorable, but he was he was ill and getting more so. So uh, he passed over the, main, the Rainbow Bridge today and just broke my heart. Such a sweet, sweet little fella. Just an absolute dear. I hope, I hope, I hope you will remember him and take joy in, in the love that he gave you all, Brother Deacon. I sincerely do. And thank you. Uh, thank you to Ralphs for uh, kicking in the other half of the challenge so quickly. It's very kind of you. Where do we want to go today? I mean, we didn't get into the whole business of uh, the special counsel's scurrilous report on President Biden yesterday. We might want to talk about that this evening. Yeah, it just it just beats all. It it reminds me of well, it reminds me of James Comey. You know, and what he did to Hillary Clinton two weeks before the election in 2016. So we've got that. We've got some follow-up to the 14th Amendment argument yesterday in the Supreme Court. Um, uh, there's been a Matt at Just Gates Worth sighting. Uh, as far as uh, the whole Biden age libel uh, issue is concerned. <laughs> Uh, Ralph says, no, Roxanne, please, no. I, I know. <laughs> I'll try. Uh, the special counsel's report, Steve in New York, uh, using the language most Americans are well familiar with, said, uh, the term you're looking for is fucking hit job. Yeah. And... You know, from time to time, I have been caught defending the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, against some pretty, pretty fierce criticisms. You remember how Bill 
Pelham, William Pelham Barr to prosecution, uh, kneecapped the special the special prosecutors special counsel's report back a few years ago before it ever got out. Well, as Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland had the power to redact that uh, and the complicated legal term, fucking hit job. But he decided to just let it float on out there. <sighs> Jesus, Merrick. It, it was not necessary, to, it, and it wasn't even necessary to the report. I saw some talking head earlier today trying to justify it by saying, well, you know, uh, when, a, when a special prosecutor does an investigation and decides to prosecute or not to prosecute, uh, it was Chuck Rosen. It was Chuck Rosen this morning on MSNBC. He has to justify his, his, his decision and that somehow that made this technical term fucking hit job somehow comprehensible and frankly I was proud of President Biden for being as pissed off as he was because God Almighty knows he had a right to and Merrick Garland oh my goodness gracious what a what a weaselly thing to do. Truly. Uh, Robert K. Hur's report was well, it was kind of like the Ken Starr report without all the pornography. Um, special counsel her his pronouns are he her I'm sorry couldn't resist her described President Biden as quote well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory Jesus. Well, good for you, Paul Krugman. The New York Times has been problematic in a lot of ways over a lot of years, but Paul Krugman got this one right. He said in uh, the New York Times today, Krugman did, as it happens, I had an hour-long off-the-record meeting with Biden in August. I can't talk about the content, but I can assure you that he's perfectly lucid with a good grasp of events. And outside that personal experience on several occasions when I thought he was making a serious misjudgment like his handling of the debt ceiling crisis, he was right and I was wrong. And my God, consider his opponent. Meaning, of course, Orange Julius Geezer. He went on to say, Krugman did, when I listened to Donald Trump's speeches... I find myself thinking about my father, who died in 2013. During his last year, my father suffered from sundowning, 
He was lucid during the day. We were talking about sundowning just a couple of days ago, weren't we? During his last year, my father suffered from sundowning. He was lucid during the day, but would sometimes become incoherent and aggressive after dark. If we're going to be doing amateur psychological diagnoses of elderly politicians, shouldn't we be talking about a candidate who has confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi and whose ranting and raving sometimes remind me, reminds me of my father on a bad evening? So to everyone who's piling on Biden right now, stop and look in the mirror. Ask yourself what you're doing. Well, good on you, Paul Krugman. Uh, in other quarters, uh, the state attorney for Palm Beach County, Dave Ehrenberg, absolutely took special counsel, her and his report. This is going to get confusing over time. Took special counsel, her and his report, and just trashed it. And righteously so. Yeah, Lee, rub it in. Sure, I get it. Remember when you disagreed with my opinion of Merrick Garland? I still do not like Merrick Garland. P.S. Keith Olbermann thinks Trump would appoint Merrick Garland to the SCOTUS. I may have been wrong about him. I, I, I think he did a good job uh, appointing Jack Smith. But the fact of the matter is, where's the report from a special counsel... On, you know, former Vice President Mike Pencilneck Geek, who also retained documents. Oh, wait. Hmm. No special counsel for him, because he's got Jesus. I don't know. But it, it was, it was, uh, um, Dave Ehrenberg did a good job. Let's just put it that way. Unlike the evidence involving Mr. Biden, the allegations set forth in the indictment of Mr. Trump, if proven, would present serious aggravating facts. Her continues, quote, most notably, after being given multiple chances to return classified documents and avoid prosecution, Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. According to the indictment, he not only refused to return the documents for many months, but he also obstructed justice by enlisting others to destroy evidence and then to lie about well, it. Well, uh, Jill, thank God for small favors. Uh, we had special counsel who, uh, instead of trying to be a neurologist who graduated from Trump University, actually laid out the facts uh, and how they were so radically different in Joe Biden's case and Donald Trump's case. Uh, but the question is... Will anybody notice today, given his extraneous remarks? Good point. It was a report that should have led to a headline that said, no indictment, no facts support the evidence to indict him. And it has long been the policy of the Department of Justice not to indict unless there are aggravating facts. And her went so far beyond the lines, and so deliberately, it was Comey Redux. There's no question that what he said was improper. But I want to go a little further. Not only was what he said not relevant to a decision to indict or not indict, evidence is why you indict or don't indict. It is standard procedure to say 
we decline to indict because there's a lack of evidence. And then to put the knife in and twist it to create mm -hmm. a political narrative also yep. is Merrick Garland's fault because he had the right to edit the document Ding. and to say, this has nothing to do with my decision. First of all, Biden will not testify. And so his credibility before a jury is not relevant. So if he's not going to testify, we don't need to look at that. We need to look at what the prosecution can prove on its own. And you've said there isn't evidence. And all of the things that we might have are easily refuted. And we can't, we cannot refute those claims. So I think yeah. it was really wrong on both people's part. Her had a political motive to do it. I don't know why Merrick Garland let him do it. It, it is it is really surprising uh, the way this has been handled from the very beginning. Dave Ehrenberg, you're a prosecutor. Maybe you can explain to us, is there, has something changed in the law for prosecutors over the past five, six, seven years? It used to be you'd either indict or not indict. But what we saw with James Comey on July the 5th, 2016, was a guy who couldn't indict Hillary Clinton legally. So we held a press conference trashing, uh, I, I'm sorry, le yeah, legally. So we held a press conference trashing her politically. So didn't indict her legally, but he did indict her politically. And now we have the same thing with her yesterday, who admitted, hey, hey it's, this is not indictable. These are not indictable offenses. Uh, so he can't indict him legally. So he trashes him politically. It, it, talk about talk about crossing the lines. What, what, what was your take as a as an active prosecutor in what you read yesterday, Joe? What I thought that this was such a political gift to candidate Donald Trump that he may have to list it as an in kind campaign contribution. Robert Hur's appointment as special counsel is another example of Merrick Garland's determination to appear apolitical. Merrick Garland is a former judge, and the worst thing you can say about a judge is that the judge is biased or political, and that's why he kept on a Republican Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in David Weiss to investigate Hunter Biden. That's why he appointed a Republican Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Robert Hur to investigate President Biden. And uh, Jill's right. He, Merrick Garland could have edited this report. He didn't have to put all this extraneous stuff out there. How different is this than Bill Barr, who refused to show the public the Mueller report and then issued that three-page memo that essentially doctored the report, that misinterpreted, misled the public? You know, this whole thing should have been relatively easy. This was a similar investigation as with Mike Pence. There was full cooperation. There was no obstruction. The only reason the feds found out about these documents was that Joe Biden told him about it. Instead, her took over a year, then issued a 388-page report, including these gratuitous shots at President Biden. And Joe, as you mentioned, it's a sloppy report. Summary on page four, page one says that there was willful retention and disclosure, but then on page 215, it says there's a so shortage weird. of evidence on these points, right? Which is it? And, and you know, the question to me is why did he do this? And I think the reason why he did this is that he was perhaps motivated to avoid David Weiss's fate. David Weiss is now hated by his own party, ridiculed as corrupt and incompetent by the MAGA world. Despite prosecuting Hunter Biden for three felony gun charges, nine counts of tax offenses. So I think that's why Robert Hurd did this. He is outcombing Comey. It's Comey 2.0, and it doesn't look really good. David Weiss, we should note the special counsel in charge of the Hunter Biden.
Yeah. So he drew a shitty assignment, accepted said shitty assignment, and now is trying to, I, I don't know what, get a show on fucking Fox? I mean, you got to admit the naming possibilities are good. Her law. Legal stuff with her. Her legal report. I, I should probably stop this before I get in any more trouble. Uh, sorry. But it's... It was it was a shitty little hit piece. You're right, Steve in New York, and well, I think Professor Spicoli would have something to say about her. You dick. Her is a dick. I'm telling you, the linguistic challenges are just going to keep on coming with this story. It was it was it was Ken Starr without the without the. Uh, Brat Kavanaugh endorsed sexy time parts. And so, uh, just a reminder, the One Life to Live True Tripling Challenge is on the table. Um, if somebody kicks in $15 to get the uh, $150 that we need to raise rolling, Stephen New York will immediately double that and we'll be down to 120 to go. I get it. Darlene in Connecticut says, I am so done with Merrick Garland. I know some Horn listeners think he's doing a good job. Well, I used to be, you know, I was at least cutting him some slack because he wasn't an overt criminal like Bill Barr to prosecution. Um, I know some Horn listeners think he's doing a good job, but uh, uh, no, he's not. As Keith Olbermann said in his podcast today, Garland is an asshole who is bending over so far backwards to placate Republicans that he's falling on his face. Not an exact quote, but close. Olbermann went on to say that Garland dragging his heels for two years to appoint Jack Smith, his one good move, but well, you know what they say about broken clocks, has now put us racing like maniacs to get Trump prosecuted before the election and, all caps, Olbermann is right. When Biden wins again, goodness willing, when Biden beats Trump like a drum again, goodness willing, I want him to demand Merrick Garland's resignation right off the tip of his second term. And for once, Joe, but in someone like Sally, put in someone like Sally Yates and stop making these bullshit legacy appointments. I bet that if Joe is walking around the White House calling Trump a motherfucker, sick fuck, etc., then Merrick Garland's ears must be ringing, I would add, burning constantly. I agree, darling. I agree. You know, I, 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 try to, I try to be fair, but eventually you get to the point where it's like, mm -mm, no. Just no. And again, where was the special counsel for Mike Pencil Neck Geek? Or was this just a matter of tit for tat? Biden last night, Stephen New York says, I frankly don't think Garland had any choice. 
Had he edited it, that would have been the story. There were no good outcomes here. The best thing politically for Biden to have done probably is not to do that press conference, to put out a press release saying something like special counsel issues report exonerating President Biden. No press conference. I don't know, Steve. I think he needed, after after that kind of a slur, that kind of a hit job, I think he had to... I think he had to show his face to the public because they have been told so, day in and day out, practically, you know, traffic and weather on the on the eights. You know, uh, they've been told that he's a doddering old, demented, senile fool. And even people who are doddering old, senile fools out there believe it because that's the target demographic of Fox News. Not yelling at you, Steve. Just kind of feeling a little yelly. Um, if I mean, if he had edited it, could the special counsel have even said anything? Because as Attorney General, he could have told this this underling, "This is not appropriate." But that's all 2020 hindsight, isn't it? Thank you so much, Nina. Uh, with a note, great show. Nina, thank you so much. Uh, Steve's challenge has been met. So that rolls into the One Life to Live True Tripling um, Challenge. And uh, that takes us to 120 to go. And if we raise $120 more... We will be down for our fundraising gold only $650 to go. So that means we will be funded for everything up through $50 of Wednesday. So thank you, Nina. Thank you so, so, so very much. Checking a message here. Oh, that's nice to know. Someone's finishing up listening to yesterday's podcast in the car. And their, uh, their their beloved is listening to the end of the end of the podcast story and chuckling. Good. I meant it to I meant it to be fun because it was. Where do you want me to go? Well, the ladies' room, like the rest of us. Oh, I mean. There are some golden little moments out there. Sorry, didn't mean to get diverted. For once, I'm actually a little bit kind of, sort of, grateful to Mrs. Governor Ambassador Speaker of the House Haley. The... uh, Former guy has attacked her some more. Um, he went on Tripe Social and posted a tripe. Nikki Haley is a flunky for Mitt Pierre Delicto Romney, who is a kryptonite for the Republican Party. She was also a Barack Hussein Obama supporter, as seen here, and is currently receiving money from his supporters.
that what he was pointing to was a video, or caught pointing out was a video in which back in the day, uh, this would be, what, 2012? Uh, Mrs. Governor Ambassador Speaker of the House Haley said Obama wants to strengthen our military. She was, however, out on the stump for Bishop Willard Romney, and she meant to say Romney wants to strengthen our military. Well, Nimrata fired back and said, Donald may be suffering from memory issues. Has he forgotten that he donated money to Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer? Oh, it was nice to have that little bit of diversion from uh, the her hit piece. And then also in the stack, if you want to talk about it uh, here in about a half an hour. Huh. Masculine man of masculine masculinity, Tuckio Rose Carlson, the testicle toaster, went all the way to Mother Russia to allow Vlad Pudi to use him like a gas station toilet. It, 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 Pootie humiliated him, particularly calling out his uh, <clears throat> manhood. Because, and I, I didn't know this, but Pootie did. Testicle toasting Tuckio Rose Carlson tried to get in, get a job with the CIA years ago. And Pudi said to uh, Tuckio Rose, We should thank God they didn't let you in, although it's a serious organization. I understand. And this was after um, Tuckio Rose sat there tossing softballs at his... Oh, at his Slavic daddy. This led... The bureau chief of the Financial Times, uh, the Moscow bureau chief, Max Seddon, to observe the way Putin casually humiliates one of his most prominent and sympathetic interlocutors in the West here after state media and the Kremlin spent ages praising him is just brutal. Classic cheap power move. You might recall that the masculine man of masculine masculinity even went so far as to say he was rooting for Russia in their savage attack on Ukraine. But it's who he is. He's the son of a shitbird, a shitbird broadcaster. He was born with a silver foot in his mouth. And he's just vile. I mean, 
gross. And he's been gross ever since Crossfire. Apparently, back when uh, when when John Stewart destroyed Crossfire, he didn't destroy Tucky O Rose quite enough. Uh. But the maggots are out there, and they're just even more in love with Pootie because Pootie was real really showed his daddy skills. I said there's been a Matt It Just Gates worse. Oh, what, what, Clarence? Clarence just said gas station toilet. LOL, Robin, you never cease to amaze me with your wit. Keep on preaching. How glory, Clarence. Testify. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's universal. Man or woman, non-binary. At some point in time, we've all seen a filthy, sleazy gas station toilet. And so when I say that Pootie used Tokyo Rose that way, we know exactly what I'm talking about. Things on the floor, splashings all over the, all over the place, stains in the porcelain. Yeah. But yes, there has been a Matt It Just Gates worth worse sighting. Uh, the man with the giant forehead, who loves to snort crushed up hard on pills and chase them with Red Bull because he claims it makes him able to fuck all night. Although I just can't imagine who or what would sit still for that. Um. Well, Matt, it just gets worse. Was going through airport security in Dallas, Texas, and TSA found him carrying a taser. Uh, a reporter said, "Matt, it just gets worse." Said he forgot about the taser and had to throw it out. Uh, he said he thanked the TSA agent who found it, and he gave me a fist bump and told me to secure the border. Is that is that why he was in takes ass? Was he going down to the border to... I don't know, for some uh, right-wing militia cosplay? Uh, he's uh, uh, he's worried a little bit about the ethics commission widening, broadening its probe of his shenanigans. A second woman being interviewed now. Mm. Uh, somebody asked the uh, forehead that walks on two legs why he was carrying a taser. And he said, because I can't afford to hire Cory Bush's husband. And that's a backhanded reference to the fact that uh, the Justice Department, Merrick Garland's Justice Department, 
is looking into her campaign. And the money that it spent on security services that Cori Bush's husband provided. I haven't seen a picture of Cori Bush's husband, but if he's big and imposing, good. Because God knows with people like uh, Clanny Oakley and Sporkfoot out there attacking Cori Bush, you need somebody who can attack back and neutralize the threat. God, these Republican men are so, oh, they're so butch. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Cynthia. Wouldn't it be interesting if Tucker somehow mysteriously fell out of his Moscow hotel window? I'm sure there are enterprising Ukrainians out there who would love to arrange it. I'm totally bad. Super bad me. Sorry about that. You just go on being super bad, Cynthia. You bad, 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 bad woman, you. Oh! Bad. Badass. Uh, oh, fair enough. Ron and Raleigh with a question. Merrick Garland, do you remember? With your prodigious memory, I trust you remember when I called bullshit on the appointment of Merrick Garland as AG. I said then that I wouldn't trust any member of the Federalist Society. As far as I can throw them. The Federalist Society is a wholly owned subsidiary of Leonard Leo. You don't get to play their reindeer games without being down with the program. You you were you were apparently right. And my my attempt to be even handed was apparently wrong. So, uh, well, like I said, you see, there's a lot of stuff to talk about when we get, uh, when we go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree in a little bit. Uh, Lee in New York asking, subject line taser, what does Matt Gates need a taser for? Answer, and my hand is on the cowbell. Foreplay. Well done, Lee. Hey, honey. Party's on. Oh, he's gross. We, we, uh, because we spent so much time yesterday on the Supreme Court Colorado case, uh, we, we missed out on a couple of things. Granted, this is, uh, well, uh, uh, let's back up a second. This comes out of Utah, which is trying desperately, well, their maggot legislature is trying desperately to turn Utah into Alabama with, you know, well, I'll leave it alone. 
So two years ago, Spencer Cox, the governor of Utah, vetoed a an athletics ban. You know the kind of athletics ban I'm talking about. It's dumb. But then last year, he let a medical ban go through that was complete bullshit. Putting, Kolob only knows how many kids in Utah at risk of life and limb. And this year, they've passed a bathroom ban so that people, you know, and by the way, I, I wonder what, I wonder if Delta has been silent about this because, well, Salt Lake City is a Delta hub and now trans people can't use the restroom in the Salt Lake City International Airport. Uh, the, 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 the kind and loving and compassionate Utah maggot legislature did, however, do a carve-out on that bill so that, you know, some of us can use the right restroom if we've had extensive amounts of surgery. Although I haven't figured out yet how they're going to check that. Well, okay, so I've said all along that all of these all of these hateful bills will in the end be used to humiliate cis women by accusing them of being trans. And there they are in Utah uh, a member of the State Board of Education who is of course deeply conservative which means maggot Uh, the woman's name is Natalie Klein and she's one of those weirdo maggots who spends more time thinking about how LGBTQ people live and love than LGBTQ people ever do Uh, Well, Natalie Klein, an actual, no kidding, member of the State Board of Education, went online and posted a screed on Facebook accusing a high school girl of being trans. Well, after she did that, an absolute shitstorm of vulgarity followed in its wake. She has since deleted that post, of course. But you can't unring a bell. And the fact of the matter is, the school board, uh, uh, she she immediately, uh, originally defended her initial suspicions. The Associated Press reports that uh, she said a national push to normalize trans identities makes it Normal to pause and wonder if people are what they say they are. 
It's all part of the whole national spasm that's being driven by tax-exempt Christian nationalist grifts. And so now, Spencer Cox and the, the governor of Utah and the lieutenant governor are calling out Natalie Klein when they themselves are responsible for putting in place the ugliness that Natalie Klein engaged in. Now, we might even have a little audio uh, from uh, KSTU Fox 13 in Salt Lake City. Featuring a flyer for a girls' basketball game. Now, in the now-deleted post, Klein wrote, constitutionally protected speech, followed by the words, girls basketball. The comment and post from Klein was widely taken to mean that a teenage member of that girls' team was, in fact, a boy. Now, just before 5 o'clock Wednesday night, Klein took to social media. One of these days, we'll teach these people how to, it, I mean, there are no boys in women's sports. Sorry, but there aren't. Trans girls are girls. I know I don't have to say this here. <sighs> but Jesus. Expressing her deepest apologies for the negative attention her post drew to innocent students and their families. Her statement saying in part, quote, my original post now deleted, never claimed the The student was a boy. For those who are still claiming the student is a boy, please, please know that several people I know and trust have reached out to me who personally know this girl and have vouched that she's in fact a biological girl and has always been since birth. She went on to say the girl has a larger build like her parents. Several groups came out on Wednesday. Aha! So she judged this child based upon the fact, and, and remember, girls basketball player, based on the fact that she's bigger than the other girls around her and may have broader shoulders. And all of this hate is going to wind up on the shoulders of girls and women who don't look classically feminine. Whatever the hell that means. And she didn't help herself. Who personally know this girl on a voucher. She's in fact a biological girl. Because she knows people who have seen her chromosomes. Condemning Klein's original post. The Granite School District, where the girls' team is located, said in part, we have significant concerns with the apparent intent of board member Klein's post and are working to ensure the safety and well-being of this student. Equality Utah also speaking out, saying Klein's post perpetuates a modern-day witch hunt where hysterical adults police the bodies of children to determine if they are masculine or feminine enough. Now, Equality Utah's statement went on to call Ding. Klein's actions both callous and cruel. Now, in recent years,
Klein has faced controversy and condemnation for saying schools were complicit in sex trafficking and that they brainwashed children into queer gender-bending ideologies. In studio, Chris Arnold, Fox 13 News, Utah. Uh, not the best journalism in the world, but Governor Spencer Cox, in conjunction with, her, with uh, his Lieutenant Governor Deirdre Henderson, said that Natalie Klein, quote, has embarrassed the state by attacking a cisgender girl. I don't think they'd issue that statement if the attack had been against a trans girl, would they? Because, of course, not biological! Because full-grown Republicans sit around thinking about trans girls' penises and trans boys' vulvas and non-binary wondering which is which. Cox and Henderson in their joint statement said, We were stunned to learn of the unconscionable behavior of board member Klein and others towards a high school student today. The last thing our children need is an elected official harassing them on social media. If they're cis. I added that part. This is just disgusting. And it's not going to go away anytime soon. Cynthia with a note saying, and I wanted to go to Utah to visit the national parks there. Now I don't dare. Among other things, doesn't this violate the Commerce Clause? I'd be spending money in the state if I went. That's commerce, isn't it? Yes. And it violates privileges and immunities. It, vi it violates, oh, good God, um, as we've said before, uh, the Full Faith and Credit Clause. But they don't care. Because a generation of Republican presidential appointments to the federal bench have made clear-cut constitutional questions entirely unpredictable. And it's disgusting. And it's fascist and dictatorial and authoritarian. But they're down with that shit, too. Oh, Lord. Uh, Emilio says, You know who else had broader shoulders? Ava Brown, wake up, sheeple, Wolverines! That's for you, Emilio. Uh, Steve in New York, why does Matt Gates need a taser? Okay, Steve. The same reason God needs a starship. Hmm. I confess, I thought... Uh, I thought the same thing when Lee asked, why does Matt Gates need a taser? Why does God need a starship? There's our obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. Oh, and a note coming from Angelo in the People's Republic of the Bronx. Subject line, Tucky O. Rose, Vladdy Daddy interview. 
I grew up in the South Bronx, and what Vladdy Daddy did to him, it wouldn't surprise me if Vladdy had on a wide-brim hat, drove a caddy, and had Tucker work in a corner for him. I'm turning you out, Bucky old Rose. You will work for me. You will be street mate. Sometimes I hate all the people who live in my head. Just do. And by the way, the, the, the girl that Natalie Klein attacked, here's how bad it got. The girl had to have round-the-clock police protection. The school district where she goes to school had to ratchet up their security at the school. And even though Equality Utah is calling for her resignation, Natalie Klein's, she ain't going anywhere. Because she says she never questioned her gender. And the state school board of Utah is utterly without any power to remove a member whatsoever. A little follow-up to the um, Ireland versus Israel women's basketball match in Riga, Latvia. They showed up to play, the Irish squad did, and they refused to shake hands with the Israeli team. Uh, this led the Israeli player Dor Sar to say that the Irish team is quite anti-Semitic. Basketball Ireland said her comments were inflammatory and wholly inaccurate. Israel won the game 87 to 57. Uh, the coach of the Israeli team got nasty. Sharon Drucker said that Ireland didn't respect what the game symbolizes. And so Basketball Ireland has dropped the dime on the Israeli team to FIBA Europe, the governing body. Good God. A little bit of good news. The Virginia House of Delegates, which is which has a Democratic majority, um, voted the hell down a, a, a near-total abortion ban bill. A, a, a bipartisanly, the, the House subcommittee rejected the bill by an 8 nothing uh, uh, tally. The bill would have banned abortions in every case except those deemed necessary 
to save the life of the mother. It had been introduced by a maggot named Tim Griffin, a freshman maggot from Bedford, Virginia. People ask him, well, what about uh, spontaneous abortions, you know, miscarriages? What about victims of rape? And he said, well, this is about protecting unborn children and women's. So, Virginia remains a safe place to have a uterus for the time being. Not necessarily so, however, in uh, uh, Missouri, Stan. Sorry, Kanda. Enter Missouri State Senator and maggot Rick Bratton. A bill was introduced, actually an amendment. Democrats introduced an amendment to to a, a, a bill that would have added rape and incest exceptions to Missouri's hateful, misogynistic, ugly-ass anti-reproductive abortion care bill, law. Democratic State Senator Tracy McCreary offered the amendment and she begged her colleagues to, quote, show an ounce of compassion for victims of rape and incest. She went on and said, the way the law currently exists, we're going, quote, we're going to force you to give birth, even if that pregnancy resulted from forcible rape by a family member, a date, an ex-husband, or a stranger. Well, the, the, the maggots in Missouri shot that, shot that right down, but it wasn't enough for State Senator Rick Bratton, who said, uh, y'all, trigger warning, this is so godforsaken gross. First time I read this, my, 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 my stomach turned. Rick Bratton, who will never be raped... Rick Bratton, who will never be screwed by his daddy and get pregnant. Rick Bratton, who will never know anything of the life of a woman, said, Well, if you want to go after the rapist, let's give him the death penalty. Absolutely, let's do it but not the innocent person caught in between that by God's grace may even be the, here it comes, may even be the greatest healing agent you need in which to recover from such a atrocity. And because he's also a white cis het Christian man, he went on and compared abortion to slavery. 
because of course he did. Uh, a self-hating woman, another maggot, State, State Senator Sandy Crawford, said, God doesn't make mistakes. Even in some of these very horrific cases, there was a reason that God allowed there to be a child out of this situation. And then another uh, maggot, uh, Republican Senator Bill Eigel, a candidate for governor of Missouri, Stan, said... Uh, this amendment would bring back the institution of abortion so that kids can get abortions in the state of Missouri. A one-year... A one-year-old. A one-year-old. A one-year-old could get an abortion under this. One of his Democratic colleagues said, uh, I don't know that a one-year-old could get pregnant, Senator. And, and by the way, there was a new new study out last month. In states that have banned abortion since Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, June 2022. This is this is hard to read. Since June of 2022, not even two full years. There have been something on the order of 64,565 rape-induced pregnancies. Of that horrifying number, 91% of them were in states that have abortion bans that do not have exceptions for rape and incest. (sighs) The cruelty is the point. They despise women. And none of those white men will ever have to look at a newborn baby with the face of its of, of, of its daddy, its rapist daddy every day. What what more is there to be said? They're monsters. They're monsters. Plain and pure and simple monsters. Uh, <laughs> Brother Deacon Asa, going back to the Salt Lake City International Airport, I've flown in and out of there once. He said, I have some ideas to how they're going to be checking for bottom surgery at the Delta Terminal in Utah. They're going to grab them by the pussy. Laughter helps with grief. I'll see myself out. Oh, Brother Deacon. Actually, I can see how they might try to enforce this. I can see a methodology, at least. 
and it's disgusting. I'll be the first to admit that I have not flown since transition. But I, you know, but I've flown. And so uh, there have been changes now about uh, changes to the scanners. Such as the, the scanners would alert if someone came through and the X-ray scanner showed them to have a dingus and they were dressed as a woman or vice versa. Supposedly those scanners are being replaced. But nonetheless, pat-downs happen, and all, uh, all TSA would have to do would be to cooperate, or maybe even not cooperate, and Utah law enforcement authorities get hold of the data to see. This is how disgusting it used to be. When we went on the Libboat cruise... Uh, well over a decade ago now, uh, we uh, we flew from Charleston to Fort Lauderdale, and it was Annette and me, our two daughters and our one son, and we were getting on the lib boat at Fort Lauderdale. Well, when we returned and got and and, and got back to the airport, the TSA agents kept my then wife and my two daughters, who were teenagers, in the scanner and stood there and looked at them, ogled them, creepered on them. And that, like I said, was over a decade ago. So just access to that scanner data might be sufficient. And, you know, I I, I have friends in Utah who are terrified. Girls who are pre-op but don't want to stay that way and who... Because the waiting lists are insane now. Because there are so few of these surgeons. And even though we're a small proportion of the population, a lot of trans women wanting surgery from a very limited number of surgeons. So I have fil- I've I've fil- filleroxed into uh, the second hour of the program. Let us go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree that we uh, sublet from the Keebler elves and gather around the extraordinary ordinary round table. And see who's there for the there for the conversation this evening. Uh, by the way, 
We are at $120 to go on the True Tripling Challenge, the One Life to Live True Tripling Challenge. And uh, if we can meet that, it will get our fundraising hold down to 600 and I, I miscalculated previously. It'll get our fundraising hold down to $630. And, heck, we might even pull off a community-made miracle this Friday on the front porch. So let's uh, let's pop over to the old holler tree and uh, see who's, who's with us this evening. Hey, welcome to the program. Is that you, Jeremy? Anybody? I'm here, Robin. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Yes. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, Jeremy. Hey. Hello. Hey, Haley. Hey, Robin. How are you? I'm glad it's Friday. Well, well, I'm glad it's Friday, but it's been an interesting day at work. I don't want to go into it. Let's say it's... uh, one of those Calgon take me away days, except I don't have Calgon. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, here's here's our ancient Chinese secret, Calgon. Sorry, I just I still remember all those old ads. And what you helped? Yeah, and what? That's Wesson, or is no? That's Shaken Bake, and we helped. So do you get do you get an actual weekend, Haley, or are you working Saturday and Sunday? I uh, usually Saturday and Sunday because of the nature of the job I have. Um, it's just 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 part of the landscape. Understood, understood. Well, it's going to rain all weekend here. We had beautiful beautiful sunny days last weekend, and then into this week, and now we're all cloud covered again. So, eh. I think after the program, Annette and I will probably sit down and uh, on uh, on the recommendation from Brother Bishop Steve in Georgistan, all-around great guy, we are watching Diplomat, The Diplomat, on Netflix. And golly, it's good. Well, that sounds promising. Almost, uh, what's that, Jeremy? It was almost 60 here, 30 miles from the border today. That's just... We all, we it was seventy in Charleston yesterday. It's uh, sixty eight in South Arkansas right now. Oh, and by the way, since uh, since you're with us, Haley, uh, fill us in on the sand lizards. Oh, 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 oh! That's that's the whole reference to sand lizard. When I refer to our uh, my unfortunately <clears throat> my unfortunate states, uh, U.S. Senator, uh, better known as Tom Cotton, is uh, a few years ago when he was running for the U.S. Senate, he would run campaign ads during high school football games, touting the fact he was a former sand lizard. That's the mascot of uh, Darnell High School. So that's my pet name for him. The sand lizard, and it's not a good uh, no, pet name. No, Sen- Senator Sand Lizard just doesn't sound the like something lizard. you want to be called. Yeah, it, it's really I I, I, re- I refer to him as a sand lizard in a very sneering, uh, contemptuous way. 
And, of course, anytime you mention Dardanelle and Arkansas, Haley, you know immediately where my mind goes. I hear, I hear uh, Matty Ross in True Grit talking about Lawyer Daggett from Dardanelle. And, 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 but that's not Yell County, is it? Uh, yes, it is. That is Yell County. Uh, there, the Arkansas River separates. Uh, there's a town across from there called Russellville on the north side of the river. It's in a different county. It's in. Uh, I'm trying to remember the county. It's. Uh, oh, I forgot the name. I'll have to. I'll have to look. But it, you know, and uh, Struther Martin, who played the horse, literally the horse trader. Uh, she threatened him with Lawyer Daggett from Dardanelle in Yale, uh, in Yale County. At which point, at one, uh, at one point along the way, he, he remarked, Lawyer Daggett, Lawyer Daggett, she draws that Lawyer Daggett like a gun. Or No, no, that was Glenn Campbell that said that. God, we're deep into movie trivia now. Oh, that's the same Struther Martin that uh, played the uh, uh, the warden in uh, Cool Hand Luke, wasn't it? Yes, yes. The, the, Struther Martin never played a role that he did not absolutely steal the movie in. What we have here is failure to I, communicate. Communicate. And this is the only place in America where two trans women would recite lines from uh, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, and, 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 True Grit. I'm looking here to see if I can find a Struther Martin clip from um, True Grit. Yeah, I'll right back. True Grit, Struther Martin pops right up. Yeah, there it is. This is this will be fun. Ooh, no ad. How's it going, Robin? Good, Ben. Let's see here. Let's run this real quick. Maddie Ross has just taken uh, the taken the ponies to the horse trader in Fort Smith. They are all for sale. Except those uh, four scrubby ones. And uh, who do they belong to? The heirs of the late Frank Ross. I'm Maddie Ross. And I'd like to sell you back those ponies that my father bought. Well, I fear that is out of the question. God, my I love the dialogue. My father bought those ponies for breeding. Now, I've looked at them and they're all geldings. You cannot breed geldings. Well, that hardly concerns me. Your father bought four ponies and paid $100 for them. And there's an end of it. I want $300 for Papa's saddle horse that was stolen from your barn. You'll have to take that up with the man who stole it. Tom Cheney stole it while it was in your care. You are responsible. <laughs> I admire your sand, but I'm not liable. I will take it to the law. Well, you must do as you think best. We will see if a widow and three small children can get fair treatment in the courts of this city. You have no case. Lawyer J. Noble Daggett of Dardanelle in Yale County may think otherwise. You are <clears throat> impudent. I do not wish to be, sir, but I will not be pushed about when I'm in the right. I'll take it up with my attorney. And I will take it up with mine, Lord Dagnett. And he will make money, and I will make money, and your lawyer will make money. And you, Mr. Likeson's auctioneer, 
You will foot the bill. You are a damn nuisance. <laughs> Lawyer Daggett, Lawyer Daggett. Who is this famous pleader whose name I was happily ignorant of ten minutes ago? Have you ever heard of the Great Arkansas River, Vicksburg and Gulf and Steamship Company? I have done business with the G-A-V-N-G, yes. Well, he was the one that forced them into receivership. Oh. They tried to mess with him. All right, come inside. Classic. Just classic. I will pay a total of $200 to your father's estate when I have in my hand a letter absolving me of all liability from the beginning of the world to date. I want $200 for Papa's horse, Judy, plus another $100 for the ponies. That's $300 total. The ponies have no part in this. I will not buy them back. Then I'll keep the ponies, and the price for Judy alone will be $300. $300. I wouldn't pay that for Wing Pegasus. Now listen <laughs> very carefully, as I will not bargain further. I will take the ponies back and keep your father's saddle and settle for $200. My lawyer would not wish me to consider anything under $300. Now, for that, you get everything except the saddle. I would like to have that in writing, for what it is worth. When I have it in my hand, I'll remit the extortion money. Now, this is your release. You'll find it in order. You had that already. She already had back. it. Yeah. I'll give you a check. I prefer cash. One hundred, two hundred, three hundred. I'm sure you'll find a buyer for those ponies very soon. I have a tentative offer of $10 a head from the soap works at Little Rock. Oh, it seems such a shame to render such spirited horse flesh into soap. I'm confident the deal will fall through. Well, you can expect me back from my saddle. I'm sure I can. Do you know Marshal Rooster Cogburn? Most people around here have heard of Rooster Cogburn, and some people live to regret it. I would not be surprised to learn that he's a relative of yours. Sorry, that's just one of those scenes. God, I love it. I do love it so. And, of course, our buddy Reverbo says, As for a hillbilly-themed actor stealing a movie, we must add Slim Pickens. Absolutely. Major Kong, anyone? Reverbo adding, You knew I'd go there. Yes. And you know, not just not just Doctor Strangelove Reverbo, but well, Blazing Saddles. Uh, so thank you, thank you, Cynthia, out in the Bay Area. Thank you, thank you, sis. We are now down to ninety-five dollars to go on the True Tripling Challenge, the One Life to Live True Tripling Challenge. Which, if we can scrounge, scrounge up that other ninety-five bucks. We'll make our fundraising hole uh, only $630. By the way, program note, uh, more in Monday. Uh, I said when I announced that I'm running for office that there would be times that I would have to miss. And this Monday, the 12th day 
of February is one such day. Um, I will be uh, attending a meeting. And it's at 6 o'clock over in Oak Hill, so that means that I won't be able to... uh, won't be able to be on air, but we'll we'll roll more in Monday and, and uh, Titanic Tuesday uh, together. Now back to the conversation. Ben, you said something. Yeah, it's fifty-eight here in Kansas. That ain't bad for February in Kansas. It's supposed to be in the forties tomorrow. Yeah, we've we there's still more winter out there. And then Sunday is supposed to be in the 60s. I got another movie in that era. Uh, how about Papillon? Uh, did you like Papillon, uh, Robin? Oh, God, yes. It's up to you. You're worth just as much. Oh, where'd you go, Kevin? Anyway. <laughs> What's the rest of the line? It's up to you. Ah, uh, boy. It's, you know what? It's been a minute since I saw it now. Ah, oh, jeez. Go, go ahead. You finish, Robin. I, I'm looking for the clip now. Like he's hiding out in the, you know, trying to escape, you know, McQueen. And, yeah. uh, you know, they catch him. And uh, you've been receiving coconuts. Oh, my God. Freaking movie is awesome. True story, too. True story. So, Robin, what do you think about SCOTUS's decision? Well, um, I kind of devoted a three-hour show to that yesterday. So, I mean, I understand what I, if they if they if they reject Colorado, I under, I think I understand in advance why. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand. Yeah, they would have to they would have to eject other states too, besides Colorado. Well, no, Colorado is the only state that is before them. Oh. It might affect what other states do, but for instance, California said no, he can't be stricken from the ballot. The Supreme Court in Minnesota said no, he can't be stricken from the ballot. I think they said the same in Michigan. So here we are. Did you see what, did you hear what Roberts was mulling over in his head about possibility? What we, we won't be responsible for making it a national thing, but that's the only solution. I think, and, and look, you know, old balls and strikes there is doing, you know, he's doing the same old shtick all over again. What do you think uh, Biden thinks about Garland now? I honestly would like to be a fly on the wall for that one. I can't. I can't. I can't imagine he's too terribly happy. Yeah. You know. I mean. I, I'd love to. I mean. I don't know if he. If he. If he's directly talked to him since this whole thing went has gone down, but. You know. I would love to hear his Garland's explanation or. 
you know. And I think, and, like I, yeah, kind of and I think right. that's the, uh, uh, I think that's the one explanation we're probably not going to get. Oh, of course we're not going to get it. And you know what? Well, whatever. It's an election year, but you know what? What, what would, you know, he doesn't really have much to gain from getting rid of Garland right now. He could pull a call. You know what I mean? Well, is Garland going to pull another Comey? I mean, you know. I mean, it would be uh, at this at this point in time, it would be another Comey because this is a Comey. This was a Comey, but I'm saying because you got to pull another Comey before the election and like you know blow Biden out of the water with another freaking oh you know just trying to be fair here type of thing. You know, Biden Biden could fire a firebomb. Um, yeah, like like he did, uh, like Trump fired Comey. I mean, who's going to lose sleep over Biden getting rid of Garland? Other than you know, the maggots will say, "Oh, you know, he's trying to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever." But you know what? Got to go on offense here. Seriously, got to go on offense the rest of the way here because they're they're not going to give up. I mean, they're not going to they're going to come after him and say. Everything about him and, you know, now that this guy's talking crap about Biden, you know, the special prosecutor, Tur or whatever his name is. Um, her, her, her. Yeah. Can, can I weigh in here? Do please. Go Steve. ahead there, Steve. Um, I, I, I don't. Let me just first of all say I stick by my guns about Garland General. I don't, I see, I don't see what he could have, and it, by the way, if I, it's too loud, please tell me and I'll just, I'll, I'll go off and come back later, later. I don't think he had a choice. And I know he could have edited that report. And I know he could have taken that shit out because I, when I saw it last night, I texted Robin immediately. I said, this is a fucking hit piece. Um, but you don't think for one second that even if that guy, you know, well, he's not supposed to go say anything. You don't think for a second he would have blabbed? And then it looks even worse. I don't like what he did. I thought about that. I thought I thought about that, Steve. I thought if Garland said, no, don't do this, he may have said to Garland, well, then I'm going to go to the press and say, you told me. That's, a, yeah, that's exactly what would have happened. Yep. I, I don't think there was a good – probably what should have happened – is that Garland should never have an appointed a special prosecutor to begin with, either for this or for Pence or for Hunter. He should have said, not doing it. And the justification would have been, we've got bigger fish to fry. Yep. Nobody, this is, this isn't. But this, now, but Steve, this is an administration that, that, that is deeply concerned with optics. Well, you know what? Then like what Apparently. Kevin just said, you know, there comes a time when you have to go on the offense. I, I think what Biden should have done, there was no good decision. But I think what I'm going to I'm going to agree with Sam Cedar once 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 on something. I he think said? It, he said it basically. First of all, why is Biden calling an quote unquote emergency press conference for something like this when there are things going on in the world 
that are that are actual emergencies. I think what Biden should have done is, like I said, issue a press release. Hey, and said exactly what he wanted it to say. Shit. I think Steve's muted. Yeah, yeah, you you muted you muted until the NYPD was gone. Or was that an ambulance? That was an ambulance. Um, and so I, I'm not gonna I'm not going to defend Garland so much on this, but I don't. I I, I see a, a series of Hobson's choices. Um, yeah, the the horse by the door or no horse at all. Right now now, but I will completely defend him on, and people will give this what I consider utter nonsense that he should have, that he delayed in appointing a special prosecutor. That is utter nonsense. That is utter nonsense. And I, I, you know, if, if, as they say in the, uh, in the house of commons, if you have a question about that, I refer, I refer you to the, to the answer I've given many, many times before. <laughs> but I think that what Biden should have done was issue a press release, pull a, pull a bill bar. You know, Barr went out and 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 said what? Um, yeah, that's that's that that's that's kind of what I pointed out earlier, Steve. Uh, you know, I you know what my my I lost signal right when you were talking about that, so I apologize if you if you already said that. Um, and he should have said, look, Barr characterized Mueller's report exactly how he wanted Nitwit how Nitwit Nero told him to. Biden should have done the same thing. He should have characterized it as special counsel completely exonerates President Biden, says there's no said there is no reason to even charge to even charge for any crime. Then there's your narrative that gets out there. Then let the fucker go out and say, no, I didn't say that because we if we know anything, folks, we know that whatever comes out first. Primacy and recency. Yes, is what the narrative ends up being. Perfect example is the death panels with Obamacare. He was horrible at the PR. And once, uh, once, um, oh, what was her name? The, the late, the thing from Wasilla. Once she came out with death panels, that became the narrative. And everything you do is to def- is to rebut and defend. When you f- define the narrative, which the Democrats once again seem so fucking bad at. You let them define the narrative. What the truth is doesn't matter. Am I wrong? I think I'm right there. Yeah, yeah. I, right I, I, I think I think you're I think you're close, but I don't think it would have played the way you think it will play, or think it would have played. Um. I just don't know. I, I, you know what? I that that's my piece. I, I would like to hear. I'm going to go on mute because I'm because it's a little bit of noise and I'm not going to have time to get home to get in front of my computer. So I'm just going to listen the rest of the night. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to uh, you know uh, uh, piss and moan and run. But I I want to hear. I don't. I want to hear other people and I don't want to contribute to the noise. Piss and moan and run. That's a good one. I I I, I like that. So what are we pissing and moaning about? So I can chime in. You know, Biden, the the uh, the Biden hit job by her. Oh. 
uh, about he needs to retire and spend the rest of his time with his family. No, no, no. He is, you know, he is an old man with a failing memory, blah, 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 blah. (sighs) But Steve is correct insofar as, you know, the multimillionaire for-profit media naturally missed. He couldn't remember his own son's death. Yeah, couldn't remember the death of his own son. Bullshit. Come on. And and, that, and and that's and what that, and, and that pissed him off, and that's what lit him up during his uh, press conference last night. Right, that 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 right there, these 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 shameless, spineless, bullshitters who, and it's and like Steve said, uh, you know, the fact that every Democrat in 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 public office should be behind his should be on on the on the Twitters. And on the IGs and all this other stuff, and saying and doing press conferences about we stand behind our president, and list all the things that has been done since he's been in office. And I don't, yeah, and I have to co-sign with Steve on the on the messaging shit. It is fucking exhausting how much, how many, how many opportunities we let go by without. Without putting our foot, you know, without stamping them and say, motherfucker, listen to, listen, listen, Linda, listen. Preach. Preach. And, and, Preach. And, not, and not say, look, fuck you and what you're going through, see, and what you think you're going through. This is what this man has done. And by the way, he doesn't have 91 accounts of, of indictments against him. He hasn't been, you know, um, shown as a, as a rapist. And 33,000 incidents of lying you know so you want to if you want to go there let's play let's play motherfucker let's play yeah tracy he doesn't go skulking around women's dressing rooms right he i don't remember him ever saying uh i'm gonna grab him by the pussy i don't don't think he ever said that yeah i don't remember him ever saying that you can check the transcript Media also doesn't get credit for being self-deprecating. Like last night when he called on Ducey, he said, maybe my memory is bad. I keep forgetting not to call on you. That was a great quip. I love that. Yeah, that was that was quality. He is quick on his feet. He is nothing like Trump. He is so quick on his feet, he can twist things on them in a, a second. Trump cannot do that. He never well, he could. he cannot. I, I never forget, you know, in tw- uh, 2008, when him and, and Eddie Munster were doing the debate. And <laughs> what do you call them? I've been doing this since you were sitting in your underoos or your pajamas watching Saturday, you know. And then he said something about a bunch of malarkey. I'm like, Steve, come on. I mean, and that was, look, my memory, I'm soon to be 58 years old. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Okay, so what, am I I going into dementia or, you know, early Alzheimer's? Fuck, no. The man is the leader of the motherfucking free world. Okay? He's a, he has forgotten more than I will ever remember. Yeah, Tracy, I think Eddie Munster, the only real job he ever had was driving the weenie mobile. Yeah, that was, that was, his, own, that was his only non-governmental job. Uh-huh. Right. Other than that, he was sucking on the well, wait, 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 wait. No, um... Christopher, he also worked at a Tex-Mex place just down behind the uh, Cannon House office building. He oh, okay. Was, he, he was a server there, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Did you see him there? 
No, 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 no. Oh. But I remember, I just remember the campaign and everything, and uh, and I had eaten in that restaurant, and God, it's good, too. Meanwhile, we have, you know, 91 times, thrice, 91 indictments, thrice married, adulterer, philanderer, uh, uh, tax cheat, don't, don't, don't. Redliner, redliner. Redliner. Racist motherfucker. Misogynist motherfucker. Uh-huh. Not a motherfucking Christian. What is it, two Corinthians? What do you say? Yeah, yeah. two Corinthians. And make two sure you hold the Bible upside down while you're reading it. That part, because we can't read no, yes, we can't read. That's true, too. Yes. He, so he wouldn't have known the bitch was upside down? And it, you know, this is called the Bible <laughs> bitch. Okay. Ible. Yeah. The Bible. I love the Ible. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the Elbib. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and then meanwhile, you know, in Maryland, we got Marilyn Moby, Mosby, who was convicted of fraud, okay, probably rightfully so. But they have to give us 30 years. Isn't it amazing how swift justice is when it comes to black people? Well, oh, sure, yeah. they, 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 they couldn't, she couldn't claim immunity. Right. Not, and I don't know how many counts they got her on, but I sure as fuck know they weren't, it wasn't anywhere near 91. I think they convicted her on two counts of fraud. And now, and they're talking, at the, she could get 30 years Oof. for a white-collar crime. Now, when Martha Stewart did her inside a trading thingy, how long was she in the federal in the federal penitentiary? Uh, six months, maybe? Yeah, I think. Okay, Enough so, to come up with some new recipes and write a book? Or write a book. I, I you know, I don't know the extent of how much the fraud was for, but I, I, I know I can, I can, I'm pretty sure Martha did more than what she's doing. This is for a mortgage loan, a mortgage loan. Wow. Mortgage loan. Okay. And, and how many things, you know, we got, let's forget about the shit he's already going to court for. You know, what about this shit with the six, how much money did he, did, did he make from China? China. While he was in office, you know, in office, six million dollars. Where's the outrage? Y'all see, I, I'm on one today. I just. You are. I, I, I can. Well, it's. Are you, uh, are you dried out? What's going on down there? Well. You didn't float we, away? No, we. Man, though, y'all, let me tell you something. I was out canvassing when it started pouring the other day, and I'm like, okay, I'm taking my happy black ass home. This shit ain't cute. Um, but the anybody that knows L.A., Southern California, you know, where I live in the Valley, the, one of the main thoroughfares from, from Encino, well, from west of the 405 to where I live is the, um, the Sepulveda Basin, which is Burbank Boulevard. It's a major thoroughfare to go, you know, to get out of the West Valley. And typically when it rains, they, when it, as much as it rains, they close it because it floods. It's part of the, the you know, Army Corps of Engineers when they did the whole thing with the LA River and, if, and the basin floods. But then by the next, once it stops raining, they reopen it. 
I don't ever. So the the last day that it stopped, it did rain some on Wednesday, but not that bad. But badly. But um, today is Friday, and the Sepulveda the Basin is still closed because typically it should have really been reopened on Thursday. Um, but because of, they said there is so much mud that they don't have they they really still have no clue. Have any have any have any uh, billionaire McMansion slid off uh, slid off the hills yet? I don't think any. We've been having a shit ton of mudslides. It's like five at this count. Like it's over five hundred. Oh. And yes, there's some houses that are no longer where they were when the before the rain started. And so I still laugh at these stupid people. I'm like, okay. I don't care if I won the lottery tonight. If I had all the money in the world. See, I got sense. And I've lived in California, in Los Angeles, all of my life. There is no fucking way I would ever either live in the hills, live on the beach. Because I'm in a minivan. Nothing bigger than a Mini Cooper should be up in those houses, in, up in those hills, driving. But, of course, you got the assholes driving the Humvees and all that other bullshit. <laughs> a fucking tank. You know, a fucking tank. I think one of the reasons, let me tell you real quick. So, I just, I just got, today was one of those days. I, I did three jobs. So, my first job this morning was I did access. And then I went and canvassed for my, my council person. And now I'm at the airport. So I just got my first ride. And they were literally just going to El Segundo. Probably not far from one of the whole, because you stay, where did you stay, Chris? In the Hampton Inn or somewhere in El Segundo when you came down here that time? Yes, yes. Okay. So I took, so it was a $20 flash free, $20.50, right? And they had all yeah. this luggage because they were going to, on a cruise, but they're not leaving until tomorrow. I'm like, okay. And so... The man gave me $21 and said to keep the change. I said, are you sure? Wait a second. What? You heard. I said, so. His wife, the wife, asshole. Oh, but no. I got, I got him. I got him. Cause I, and oh, so I, oh. and the, cause the wives were like, did he just, I said, yes, he told he gave me $21 and told me to keep the change. Both of them gave me $5 each. I'm like, thank y'all. Oh, good. They were embarrassed as hell. Oh, they were so embarrassed. I'm like, because I was, because I have quarters in my, I keep change in my, because when I do access, people pay me and it's 2075 cents. So a lot of times they give me quarters. So I have a cup, uh, you know, the Starbucks cup that you get on Christmas, the free cup you get for Christmas with the, the oh, red yeah. cup. So yeah. I have, I, I keep change in there. And then when, when, when the cup gets full, I go to my credit union. Because they have a change machine, and it doesn't cost me anything to, for them to for them to do the, the change count. So I was really about to go get that fifty cents and say, no, no, no. Obviously, you need. I said the cruise must have really fucked you, you know, fucked you bad with the money because fifty cents. I feel. I just hope that the wives are in charge of the gratuities on the cruise ship. Yeah, no shit. You know, you'll probably be people, a total cheap shit. Oh, I, it's all inclusive. I don't have to pay a goddamn thing. Right, 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 right. 
And I was at first I was upset because that they I didn't get the trip going to Long Beach because they're going to Long Beach tomorrow. And I'm actually now I'm glad because traffic is already horrible. If I had driven all the way to fucking Long Beach, and then they gave me a fifty cent tip, y'all might have y'all. Well, did you at least get a Bible verse? Robin gets those. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, you know, Robin, it's your old joke. Oh God, right. That's what they give uh, servers in uh, West Virginia. Yeah, a dime (laughs) under the coffee cup and a Bible verse. I thought, you're kidding though, right? No. You need to put a sign in the back of your cab. You can keep your fucking Bible verses. Give me a tap. (laughs) I'd rather rather you not tip me at all. Yeah. The worst server job in the county where I live is is, is to wait tables at Bob Evans on the Sunday afternoon shift. Oh, no, you you will talk. you will go home broke, and I know I know too many, mostly women, who have worked worked that shift and just like nope, never again. Dime under the coffee wow. cup from the Baptists. <laughs> Girl, see, I get fired. <laughs> you might get charged. I might catch a case, but get, fuck getting fired. I'm going to catch a case. <laughs> All right, so how did you how did your house how did you guys come out of this? Well, we your house the, okay. The, the house is fine. Um, we we got some a couple of little leaks that weren't there. That we had just gotten the roof kind of fixed, you know, that half-assed, you know, because yeah. well, it wasn't half-assed. The roofing guy came out and he's like, "You do not need a new roof." So we were very happy about that. And so, um, so there were some things that he's like, "You need to fix this." So we fixed that. It rained so hard that the, it was leaking, but it wasn't terrible. Um, it was it was sustainable, you know. And but so, Jesus, so it got like you got a thorough test of the roof, which is really it, good. And if you came out got, of that just a couple of tiny leaks, you're in good shape. Yeah, no, but that man, that water would get so high. I mean, uh, uh, you've been to my house, Christopher. Yeah, you know our backyard. The um, the water got up to the stairs. To the, you know, oh, to the shit. Glass. Yes. <gasps> oh. It didn't go to the very top stairs. And, and Kaylee, she was not having that shit. <laughs> the first night, the first night the bitch peed in the house, I said, you know what? You know better. Ooh. And then the, one night, it finally kind of subsided along enough for her to go outside. Man, she shot out that door, pissed and, and did, you know, did what she had to do and I, I, it's like she came flying back in that house like somebody was chasing her. <laughs> oh, poor but Kaylee. Rain, but, this, but this rain, y'all, I, you know what, though? I was just like, see, the problem with the rain is even though we came out, you know, unscathed, I lost money because I was, I, I worked, Sunday was my airport day, and it was a slow airport day, and then it started, by the time it started raining, um, I had only had two trips, and so I was like, eh, "I am not going home because I my la- I had one trip that just went to I think Santa Monica or somewhere, and then the next trip went to no they went to Venice, and then my next trip went to Pasadena, and that's far enough northeast, north north of you know I'm like I'm not going back to the airport because I at that point I knew it was just going to get worse, and uh-huh. it did. and I didn't work Sunday. 
So I, I did to fight Monday. another day. Right. And I didn't work Tuesday. So I easily lost over the last those last three days conservatively, like at least 600 bucks because Shit. I just I, 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 I wasn't going to go out like that because it, it was just it was terrible. I mean, and it was I, I've never I mean, I, I, but I am great. Of course, I'm grateful for the water and I'm grateful because this time last year, it was raining nonstop from December to January to, to, to damn near May. So I'm glad that it's nowhere near like the storms we had last winter. Because that was, no, that was terrible. That was terrible. Not terrible, but terrible. 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 Hey, Robin, uh, I just got a lot of debt paid off. Uh, sign me up for 25 bucks today. Oh, well, Christopher, thank you so much. That gets us down to 70 bucks to go on the tripling challenge. I've had my first, like, really good money issue, you know, day in a while. So that's good tremendous. That means, that means, yeah. It helped. It helped a lot. We're very near to the top of the hour, and we've got, you know, surely to goodness we can raise 70 bucks in, you know, an hour and seven minutes. And hey, Robin? We, and if we, did more, if we did more than that, that would be fantastic. Sure. If, if there was a community-made miracle that finished the week, super fantastic. Uh, yes, Ben? I've got a quote from Williams. Yes. Politicians should wear sponsor jackets like NASCAR drivers so we know who owns them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that meme that meme's been around a rather long time. How long ago did Robin Williams pass? Uh, it's it's been been at least ten years, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's been that ten sounds years. Sounds about right. right. I think it was twenty thirteen when it happened. Twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. Ben, you ready for the big day? Doing anything special? Mm, not going to talk about it. Oh, oh. Like, uh, just because you don't want to jinx anything? No, I've been no, told by ben was, if I talk ben, about it, I'll get zapped. Ben was, ben was previously censored. Wait, ben was previously censored. I saw that. Oh, really? Right. We're talking football? It's the goddamn Super Bowl this weekend. We can't talk about football today? August 11th, <laughs> 2014. Roger, I'm looking forward to those uh, peppers. Well, I'm looking forward to coming up. I think I'm coming up. Going to make a round trip on Sunday. Okay. But I'm going to bring I've a got the bag Chex just mix. in case. The one thing that didn't show up was damn that that powder. The the bacon blue cheese didn't show. God damn it! No, it's going to show up Monday. But so that's some that's some show up. Huh? son of a that's some bullshit. I know, but I've got. I'm just gonna have to do it the regular way, Dave's way, and then I'm just gonna do it Dave's way. I didn't get the red hot, the Franks. Shit, maybe I should. Oh man, you gotta have the Franks red hot. All right, I'll go get that tomorrow. I still got time. I thought all my shopping was done. I was really Uh happy about that, but it's not. Well, I'm definitely boycotting your um. Your party. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard back from Alex yet. I was hoping he could. He's, he's not a, a football person. Yeah, I know um, he's not. He's not a sports guy. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, I thought Tracy was boycotting because you were having, like, oatmeal raisin brownies or something. Fuck you, Robin. Oh, my cousin's <laughs> bringing brownies. 
but there will be no nobody puts brown, raisins and brownies. Come on. Yeah, that's oh, that's sacrilege. That's not no, horrible. That's a, are you kidding me? That's a raisinette brownie. Brownies with raisin. Brownies with raisinette. Brownies with raisinette in them are, are awesome. By themselves. <sighs> are these brownies going to be Oregon? Are these brownies Oregon brownies or Idaho brownies? Well, Oregon. She lives in Oregon. No, he's trying to talk about weed. Yeah, that's not what Roger was asking. Uh, No, I don't think it's going to be those. Come on, Chris. You're sharper than that. Yeah, I know. That went way over my... I'm just thinking about this party. Cleaners came. I think the house is as good a shape as it's going to get. I got a table in the garage. I got to haul that in. And pray to God, I got enough places for people to sit. Well, I've got two of the uh, kind of – they're not director's chairs because they're not tall, but the, the really good folding folding chairs, a little side table kind of thing. And then nice. I've got a couple of the uh, pole chairs that are kind of kind of flimsy. You want me to bring those as well as the fold, the, the solid chairs? Bring whatever you can fit, and right. if we don't use it, that's fine. You yeah, know what I mean? Because I'm a little bit it. concerned. Yeah. Okay. I'll How many people are you expecting, Chris? Well, it could be up to 20 at least. Uh, and a lot of people have said they're coming. So, yeah. Well, I will, 20. I will be. I will be working on. So so this weekend, so tomorrow there's a huge can- there's a huge canvassing on Sherman Oaks. Um, Nithya, our, my my con- congressperson, council councilperson, Nithya Robin will be there in Sherman Oaks with Mayor Bass and other people nice. that are you know. And so that's going to be a huge canvassing thing tomorrow. And plus, I got invited. Are y'all ready to a Lunar New Year Chinese banquet? Oh man. Take pictures of that, please. That's gonna be so much food. Oh my god. You better not and eat for like three days before that. <laughs> I was about to say the very same thing. Oh god. So is it dim sum? We're talking dim sum? I'm pretty sure, baby. I'm I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh god. It, it's gonna be off the fucking chain, man. And gotta spend eight hours of dim sum. Because it starts at five, it goes from five to eight. I'm gonna be there at four thirty. <laughs> Good for only, you. Only, be, only because I don't, know, you know, I don't know what the parking situations. I mean, they have a the good thing about Chinatown. Um, it's it's good, but it's also sad how it's nowhere near as busy as it used to because uh, literally the San Gabriel Valley has become the 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 new the, the nouveau Chinatown. Chinatown. Well, and so there's not a lot of the only older Chinese people are there. But if you really want to do some good damn damn good Asian food, you got to go to San Gabriel Valley. And when and when I got the invitation, I was praying to God that we weren't going to the San Gabriel Valley because I did not want to make that. I mean, it really isn't that far, depending on where in the San Gabriel Valley you're going. But oh, and because of the rain, the the five interchange from the five south to the one ten south because of mudslides, those that's closed and it could literally be months before they open it up. Because the last time that happened was last Christmas when the last bag um rainstorm went and they didn't reopen that bitch until shit. Like the summer. 
So, so did uh, Chinatown take a huge hit in COVID? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think so. But like I said, and oh, another problem with about Chinatown also is the gentrification. Because, uh, yeah. you know, there's some, we're talking, you know, the, the center that, you know, prime real estate in the middle of downtown LA. Well, the north is the northwest part of downtown LA. And so, um, the developers are circling like vultures around yeah. these properies. And, um, and like every it's gonna place be Brooklyn all LA. over again, huh? Right. Like Brooklyn, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like every place else in LA, um, they're pri- they are pricing people out of these of their homes, and it's just it is so disgusting that I mean, I mean, like my council person, Nithya Raman, she helped pass the strongest um, renter protection laws that we've had in LA, in the city of Los Angeles, in 40 years. She's a badass. She's a badass. Well, but I'm happy for- you're going to be able to meet the mayor. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. No, I've already met Miss Bass. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have. Yes, I, I've actually. I actually. She was at a Black Lives Matter meeting, and um, I asked her, and I asked her a question about rent, and about because I like I I appreciate all the stuff that you're doing to get people off the you know the unhoused people off the streets. <laughs> But what are you doing to keep people in their home, in their apartments? Yes. You know, what protections? Or, you shouldn't get there in the first place. Exactly. You get there in the first place. And, um, and that's one of the things that I like about Nithya Raman. One of the things that um, she won the laws that she passed as far as rent, I mean, as far as tenants' rights, is that a law, the landlord can't just evict you for cost. You know, you have to. You, they have to be, because you, I had a landlord that tried to evict me for, I was $100 short of my rent. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. Just $100. $100. They wanted me out of the apartment because I was paying, you know, seven twenty five a month or whatever it was. And market value at the time was like, you know, 1200 or what have you. But, of course, the judge threw it out, but still. Under the new law, under the new rules, you can't do that. I have to have it has to be whatever, however month, month, a month rent or or more or something like that. Um, so it's stuff like that. But the rent is just out of fucking control here. And she's also they're trying to pass, and that's why we're hoping that there's like four people running, um, progressives that are running for LA City Council. One of the laws that they're trying to get enacted is a law because you know if you if you you know go to trial and it's a criminal proceeding you have a right to counsel, but if it's an eviction proceeding which is civil, you have oh. no right to counsel. You know, right. you have a right to you. I mean, let me say rephrase that. You don't. You have a right to counsel in a criminal proceeding that you don't. If you can't afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. But in the civil proceeding, especially when it comes to evictions. You have a right to counsel, but if you're having problems paying the rent, how the fuck are you going to hire? Yeah, really, right. So now they're trying to get a law put put in place that if you you know do have find yourself on the wrong end of, of an eviction, that you actually have an attorney. Because right now the only thing that we have, as far as you know, to help people who are under under siege for eviction, is that you could go to like legal aid or what have you. 
and they will answer the summons and fill out the paperwork. But once you go to court, you're on your own. Uh, well, I'm glad she's taking all this stuff on. That's huge. It's huge. And that's why the powers that be, they are. They, this is how scared of her they are. Y'all remember those um, horrible tapes that came out two years ago, the racist-ass L.A. City Council tapes of, you know, talking about calling. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Mike, and I've met Mike Bonin calling his son a monkey and all this and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And one of the things they were talking about was redistricting um, the um, districts. And so that's what they did. So when Nithya, she ran against an incumbent and got more votes than anybody in the history. First of all, she beat an incumbent. But she beat them so bad. She she beat them so bad that that's how we I want them to, how we want Trump to get beaten in November 2024. She beat, you know, and so what they did was because the majority of her constituents were renters. And that's how she won, because she ran on the promise of doing something about the rent and renter protections. And she did all this during COVID, y'all. Remember, there was no door knocking and no. stuff like that. So she did this shit in, during COVID. All this was on Zoom, blah, blah, blah. So when they redistricted her, they took she lost 40% of her constituents, which were renters. And then they added my, because my district, I was in before 2020, 2020. I was in Council District 5, and now I'm in Council District 4. And what they did was they put in people from Encino and that are homeowners, and, and Encino and Sherman Oaks, because that wasn't part of her district. So now we have to deal with these people who don't give a fuck about the rent because they own their own homes, mm-hmm. you know. And some of them are probably, land, are probably landlords, too. Yeah. Right? And so now we have to do a different tact about, you know, about the unhoused and now and that's and I'm sorry I'm just taking up all this time about my council person but one of the things that she has done she there's 15 council districts in Los Angeles which y'all know that's not enough there is no way that 15 people can serve their constituents <laughs> you know there's how many millions of people in in Los Angeles and there's only right. 15 council council districts uh, yeah I know, you like got two York, senators yeah that's right. the same other problem it's the same problem. Right. And so blah, blah, blah. So she's trying because of all the, you know, all the corruption and shit, because these people have too much power. So one of the things that she's actually also fighting for is, you know, um, expanding the city council. But anyway, one of the things in the, there's 15 council districts and in CD4, we're the only district that the unhoused population has gone down. Oh, in the entirety, in, in the entirety of the city of Los Angeles. Our numbers are the only numbers that have gone down. Well, at least, it's, at least you have. Mm-hmm. So but I'm just saying that's that's the start. Of council person I have. That's the start. Anyway, enough. Oh, one more thing. Anybody? Did anybody watch the Grammys? No. Okay, because I haven't on it. It's not my thing either. But I taped it. The only reason why I taped it was because I wanted to see Joni Mitchell because she performed. And that performance was the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. And if you guys get a chance, I'm pretty sure it's on um, YouTube somewhere. Joni Mitchell's Grammy performance and the people that she had. 
uh, Brandy Carlisle and some these like these this black woman uh, these black violinists. It was that song that she sings that um, I don't know the name of the song, but it's the really sad melancholy song. I've mm-hmm. seen clouds, you know, but it it was beautiful, y'all. If you get a chance to see it, to watch it, because that was the only reason why I watched it. I take like I taped it so I could fast forward through everything. The Fast Carriage performance by Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs. I heard that was pretty legendary. Really fucking good. Yeah, it was. That was was really good. And so was Jason Isbell's uh, rendition of Bon Jovi's "Wanted Dead or Alive." I got. I I guess I missed that. Thank you for reminding me about that. He played the hell out of that. I got it because I don't know how I missed that. I must have fast forwarded, so I will look for that too. But I also liked. Oh, and Annie Lennox, that's the one. The one oh, I like say, her a lot. Oh, honey, when she did the tribute to Sinead, o- Sinead O'Connor, and she said, saying nothing compares to you, and she was oh, she was holding back the tears. And she's a badass. I bet you they were besties. I, I bet you they were. I mean, you can you can hear the heartbreak in her voice. Yeah. When she was they singing must that think, song. They, they, they got big. About the same time, she she a little bit earlier than I bet she she was a mentor to to Sinead. Yeah. Oh, and and a a viewing tip. I told Robin about it, and I think it's on HBO Max. Little Richard, I am everything. It's a documentary about Little Richard, and if you have just a T ninety bit of a soul, I dare you to watch. I mean, you're gonna laugh, but you're gonna do this. The shit that he went through and renouncing being gay and all sorts of it was, oh, it it was. Seven eight, please. Okay. Did they I, make him go try to go through the conversion therapy bullshit? Oh no, he chose this to do. Oh my oh, god, no. god. He, he because he's like that needs to be against the fucking law. Right. No, he went to a Christian college and all this, and there's that time when he was preaching and stuff, and but he wasn't making no money, and he had to take care of his family, so. He went back on tour. I mean, the man, I had, I forgot about the, that because the, he had on an afro, y'all. He was wearing the afro. He, he did not have a comb. I'm like, oh, no, this is not. But watching, the, there's this, the, like, toward the end of the, of the documentary, because one of the things he talks about, and anybody that knows little Richard, he did never, he never got his due. He never got his due. He uh, he, his music was stolen by uh, Elvis Presley and fucking Pat Boone. Singing oh, Pat Boone, really? Yes, y'all, yes. Oh. And so and he finally got his due. I think it was like the, the 1997 American Music Awards. And that I'm just saying, if, if this, this, if you guys get a chance. Just watch it. It it was so well done. It's so beautiful. And the person who did it, and they interviewed um, Paul. These are the people who they interviewed in the Paul McCartney, uh, 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 Big Jagger, uh, all these people who finally said if they hadn't been if they hadn't been for Little Richard, it wouldn't they there wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been shit. That's they wouldn't right. have been shit. You know, well, I'm, I've been you know, I've been looking for a couple of these clips. Uh, I found one of Jason Isbell at the Music Cares Gala for uh, honoring John Bon Jovi, 
God, he showed up with one of those double neck, uh, uh, le- uh, what, what is it, the Les Paul two, uh, the the upgrade to the Les Paul that Les Paul rejected, but every great rock and roller. So it's a double neck, twelve string and six string. He's got the hat, and this was it. That's a pretty credible uh, cover. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Annie Lennox. By the John way, John Bon Jovi, not to be confused with uh, Dan Bongino. No, not. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, we've got we've got uh, we've you got to dig up some clips of that piece of shit. No, Robin. no, I, and you, you don't can, play. No, you don't and you can't him. make me. <laughs> uh, you could you could only go so far. That's that's really getting into the swamp. And and I'd just what? rather not I'd rather not be nauseated. Yeah, that's pretty damn swamp ass. That guy I is. did I do something this week to test people. Uh, usually on my Facebook account people cannot see what people are saying to me directly. So everything people say I think for the most part is hidden. So I put up a picture, actually two pictures, at the uh, the Grammys this year, Jelly Roll met Taylor Swift. His wife photoed it, videoed it. He's had a crush on her, and he loves her work. And told her that, and she embraced him, and they, they talked for a while. I put up this picture saying, he got to meet her. He's impressed by her work. Everyone that talks to her is impressed by her work. In fact, they're saying this week that Toby Keith played a large part in Tara Swift's rise by putting her on the stage first for a couple seasons. But anyway, I put this up, and I said they're both good people. I said they both have good hearts. They're trying to get good messages out. Um, Jelly Roll is all about getting fentanyl off the streets and changing things. He's a reformed man. He started in the past. And I said, they're both good people. And someone's responded back, a guy. I'm not shocked by a response. He responded back, yep, he's honest and he's truthful. And I just put back, I assume you're talking about both people or good people. He said, no, I said it in plural. Jelly Roll's a good guy. Taylor Swift's a fake-ass person. She's the cancer in society. Oh wow! Ew. So he yeah, showed the maggots me who he are getting ultra maggoty with Taylor. Terrified yes. of an intelligent, powerful female. That's all it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, that I coward. Get, it, what's it, how? How do you pronounce his name? Colin Cowherd, the sports guy. He went on a great yeah. riff, and it was it was spot on, pinpoint. Like all you butthurt males. You know, that can't deal with a powerful woman, like you said, Jeremy. You know, get over it. Get over yourself. Well, people that hate on her make me laugh because she's a pretty much a self. And yes, she had helped to get where she is by people like Toby Keith. Other p- people took on her wings at first and put her on stage and, you know, gave her a voice and everything like that. But in the end, she's a billionaire because she saved her money, didn't squander it. And she bought back the rights to everything she's ever fucking written. That's why she's a billionaire. 
She made a lot of smart decisions. And she had a lot of luck. I also I also came across a little thing the other day that whoever the guy that's doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl, he and Taylor Swift have performed uh, sure. together before. Yes. And the supposition was that she just might make a little bit of a guest appearance at halftime. They've made they've made appearances on each other's records. Wait, wait, she's gonna show up at halftime. We're halfway to the prediction. It's gonna happen. Well, she's already gonna be there. The question is, is she gonna get out there and sing? And if the fireworks oh, go off, she's gonna vote. Oh, up. the bag. If the fireworks go off at halftime, she's gonna scream out, "Vote for Joe Biden!" It's gonna happen. Come on. Ah, they're gonna spell it. The band's gonna spell it on the field. The cheerleaders will spell it out from the air so the blimp can see it. <laughs> You know, you know, I have I have noticed that the, the the biggest detractors to, and I'm not a Swifty, but it's just this whole this whole maggotry, uh, bit where they just where where Taylor Swift lives in he in these guys' head is just it just it's nauseating. But I've also noticed another group, uh, and it'll bleed through sometimes on some of my you know, on my some of my feeds is some of the what you would call the purity pony brigade. Uh, they they have a beef with her too. Why? Because she's Christian? Uh, no. This is this is the uh, we hate millionaires. So all 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 billionaires. Uh, yeah, that that the all bi- yeah all all, bil- all billionaires must die, and she flies on jets and climate change. Oh, that okay. And and her clothing isn't made of just two fibers. Yeah, I I don't think she can walk no, no, no. walk to all no, her I, tour I, days. Oh, these are the so-called leftists, the ones you know, the Jill Stein crowd. We'll put it that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the sparkle fart propelled unicorn cavalry purity patrol. Sure, the ones that love to poop in the punch bowl. The the other nauseating part of that person's <laughs> comment was that he's from the old school of belief. Basically, read between the lines: women know their place; they should be in the public eye. He's six years younger than I am. Taylor Swift also buys uh, carbon offset credits for every mile her private plane flies. Well, there you go. So tell the sparkle part farting pony brigade to shove it. Oh, no, Al Gore got to her, too. It's getting worse all the time. Yeah, that in, would be yeah, amazing. In, in, if, yeah, inva- if, invasion of the Al Gore body snatchers. Sure. <laughs> and by the way, just that would uh, just, be amazing just, if she passed out Biden pins and, and came out there and they did a duet together and started throwing out both Biden pins. Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, I, you know, if she if she shows up on the halftime stage, that stadium is going to explode. Yes. And 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 it'll be it'll be, uh, you know what they should do before that. It, it, if you were designing the production, you'd start out with some Slim Whitman music, some Slim Whitman yodeling, you know, a la Mars Attacks, mm-hmm. and that would that would foreshadow the fact that some maggot heads were about to explode. I think that would be funny. Uh, so thank you, Kevin. We are now down to forty dollars to go. On the One Life to Live True Tripling Challenge, that'll get us down to six hundred and thirty dollars in fundraising to go. Thank you, Kevin. Forty bucks. 
Four people at 10, eight at 5, one at 40, two at 20, one at 30, one at 10. We should be able to do this in the 40 minutes remaining in the program. Again, remember, no program on Monday. I have to be at a meeting. Sorry. And I did look it up. Here is here's Annie Lennox's rendition of Nothing Compares to You. Yeah, and by the way, she also pissed off a lot of people by calling for a ceasefire of the slaughter in Gaza. I'm not upset. No, the whole thing, I, I, and I forgot about that part. Thanks, Robin, for for playing that. And because I had to pass your but he has on earphones, so it's okay. But... That whole thing about Taylor Swift. Now you guys know I'm. I am no Swifty. She still has penance to pay for the acapella uh, September. I can't forgive her that. But I know the only thing she has to do is how many people did she was it 2020, and she got people to all those Swifties to register to vote and all yep. that. So whatever she has to do to to get those little people those. Swifties, Let's see those uh, millennials, not millennials, but those Xers uh, and all that, you know, and Xers. And, well, we're, I'm a Gen Xer. I, a Z. Yeah. A Z. Z. Yeah, Z. Xers Z. don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift. No. Well, I, I, a lot of them do, believe it or not. I'm just Xs? Not no, yes. I'm not. Let me t- let me I mean, they're, they're music, but I can respect her. And hey, like I said, anybody who can get out the vote, and get them to um, pass the quadrennial test that Robin always talks about. That's all I care about. Don't really care about I'm anything an else. I'm an ex, and I respect her because she appears to walk the talk and talk the walk. She's not a bullshitter. She does what she means. I mean, she treats people well. She gave all of her crew last year, including the truck drivers, a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Who else do you, yes. do you think has been doing that? Who else? I don't. Yeah, I ten million don't, I, Nobody. Nobody. Look. I'm still laughing about Jay-Z calling out the, the Grammys on when he did his acceptance speech for the Dr. Dre something award. I mean, I don't like either one of them. And, and Dr. And, and um, I'm sorry, Jay-Z, I, he's a hypocrite because when he was all behind Colin Kaepernick and all that and boycott this, next thing you know, Live Nation is in league with the uh, super, with the NFL. So, you know, screw you. But he did call them out for, for his wife not having not one album of the year. He's like, she's won more Grammys than anybody, but yet, he's like, by y'all's own metric, that he can, so he knows. How, how does that work? So he, he low-key called the Grammy, pe- the, uh, <laughs> Grammy people racist, so that was funny, but he's still a hypocrite. So. Hypocrisy in Hollywood? Oh. <gasps> My stars and garters. Speaking of which, This is how far down the rabbit hole we've gone here, a month and a half in, not quite a month and a half into 2024. Ozzy Osbourne had, had to issue a disavowal 
because the artist known as The sought permission from him to sample a performance of the Black Sabbath classic War Pigs. Ozzy took one look at The and said, you may not use it. You are a terribly charming, vociferous anti-Semite. And said, no, you do, not have, you do not have my permission. Well, it turned out that The held a private party for his album release or something and used it anyway. Ooh. Burn. Get his ass, Ozzy. Do it. Oh, I hope Ozzy sues him for everything he Big, owns. Yeah, 83 million. Well, we know the benchmark. Go hire you, uh, e. e. Jean Carroll's uh, lawyers. They know what to you do. Don't, you don't screw with anyone else's music, and you sure in the hell do not mess with Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne. Oh. Didn't uh, Donnie tell the Rolling Stones to fuck off? They, they kept playing their, their music? Yeah. Yeah. Did they come after him? No. No, but Keith Keith Richards did remind people that uh, there was a time when he was uh, perilously close to uh, stabbing the living daylights out of Donald Trump. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't hear about this. Oh yeah, it's, it's in what? yeah, it's in his autobiography. Oh, cool. Axel <laughs> Rose is one of the biggest assholes in music, and he he told Donnie to stop using "Live and Let Die," knowing the irony of it during COVID. So fucking cut that shit out. Yeah, Axel Rose. I've heard he's he's a real piece of work. Oh yeah, I, I've heard. I have not. I've not. I have not heard good things. No. At all. I love his singer, though. He's not a good person. Yes, I love his. I love his voice. And yes, I know who Guns N' Roses are. <laughs> good for you. I- We're so proud. <laughs> oh, y'all. oh y'all! You know, there was that time when I, you know, I remember where I went to school. I was surrounded and by white folks. Oh, you're the and right. So- you're the you're the right age to have been thoroughly annoyed. Uh, by uh, Welcome to the Jungle and Sweet Child of Mine. Mm-hmm. Paradise City. Non-stop on the oh, radio. Enter Sandman by Metallica. So put them all in at the same well, time. The, fortunately, I did not listen to, you know, I, I, I actually like the songs, but I did not, I, I, fortunately, I did not listen to the radio station <laughs> down here that would have it on a continuous loop. So I wasn't inundated with it, so I was okay. But, yeah. I even know who Nirvana is, so there. Oh. I was, the first time I saw Guns N' Roses, it was before Appetite for Destruction came out. They had just released Welcome to the Jungle on the radio as a single. And they opened up for Alice Cooper in Chicago. And we were all excited to go see Alice Cooper and we heard, hey, have you heard this song, Welcome to the Jungle, on the radio? Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I like it. I'm pretty psyched about it. And they blew the doors off that stage. They rocked. They were incredible. They were supposed to play for 45 minutes. They played for an hour and a half. 
I think Alice was like, keep going, man. Keep you I guys was are probably happy blowing it off. I don't have to work. Huh? Alice was Alice wasn't a young man back then, so come on. No, he was not. He was still great. That he, he his show was still tremendous. In the early nineties, uh Stowe Mountain here, one of the biggest ski resorts, used to have an amphitheater built into the side of the mountain. And one year, I guess one summer, Aerosmith came. And that concert was so loud, you could hear it clear over the mountain in the next village over. They, the rich people complain. They haven't played music there since. Ah, uh, the assholes. Mm. The tender it's like ear, the, it's, it's like the people. I, lo- I love the people, you know, who complain about noise when they move to over by the Greek theater and by the Hollywood Bowl. Um, those places were there before you moved in. Yeah. Well, well because, okay, yeah, but hang and on. And they're the Only ones people, that get the contractors out to start work at six in the morning. Right. And that, so that's those people. Know, well, hold on. I live, I live, I live deep in the country. Okay. So I understand there are noises associated with living deep in the country, but I do kind of resent my next door neighbors who have this ever growing flock of hens and roosters and guinea hens. And apparently their very favorite place to hang out is outside my bedroom and crow and cluck and whatever guinea hens do. And then there's the turkey. (laughs) Then there's the turkey who is a mean son of a bitch and stands right under my air conditioner and goes, I'm like, can y'all not like keep your livestock on, keep your poultry on your own property there? Is this the same neighbor that flies that flag? Uh-huh. Big surprise, surprise, Sergeant Carter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, and, oh, they just, had... and they just wander around the neighborhood. Yeah, we've had I've had I've had some of the neighbor neighbors' cats come over at night. I've I've heard them and carrying on and things. But um, I was going to I was going to I was going to just kind of switch the subjects a little bit. Um, there was an action in Florida today involving the uh, draconian uh, acts to the driver's license stuff. Driver's license in four. There was four different. There was four actions in um, in Florida. For 37 minutes each at the uh, local DMV's offices. Yeah, die-ins. So, Robin, you've got the, all those birds are trying to uh, practice their Handel's Messiah chorus. Yeah, and they can't even all get on the same. They can't even. There's not a pitch pipe in the bunch. And, and one of these days when they're well, the sun's down now, so they've you know gone home to roost, or they're roosting in my South Forty, or God only knows. Uh, the, the the golden one is terrified of them. Uh, Mister Soxfortes has been attacked by them. Oh, yeah. I thought cats ate birds. 
Hold the phone. Not those. These first. are these are no, th- Christopher. These are tiny dinosaurs. Okay. Robin has mentioned her North Forty before, her South Forty, airport hangar, swimming pool filled with uh, insulin. No, 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 no. That's that's, that's, that's hold on. <laughs> that's the that's the uh, uh, Olympic sized pancreas uh, pancreas shaped swimming pool. That's the ivermectin. Sorry, I, wish, I, I was stuttering because I have diabetes and it shocks me in the pool with the insulin in it. I wish I had that much insulin. Go to ivermectin soak. That'll do you some good. Yeah, you just rub your gums with a little bit of baking soda and then rub the and r- then rub the aardvark antifungal into it. <laughs> so I wanted to chime in a little bit. You know what? You were talking with Darlene about tiger traps. In, in the whole Lauren thing. Yeah. And I think that it seems like this was almost a tiger trap for Joe. Right? Yeah. Because he, what was the big, uh, big, his big 180 degrees away from Trump was, I'm not going to fuck with the Justice Department under any circumstance. He proved it with his son who has been berated and beaten up like a punching bag and he has t- stayed totally out of it. So they, I think they were trying to set up like almost a tiger trap for him on this. And Merrick Garland, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to think stalking horse. And you know, the other guy that's pissing me off lately is Dick Durbin. Um, maybe Robin, can you tell? Tell the family about blue slips and how they work, because I I'm real fuzzy on it. But I'm I do not, know I'm, that I'm, Mitch McConnell was he when he was in charge, he put a stop to that shit, and Dick Durbin won't do the same thing. It, so yeah, yeah, the senatorial blue slips where they can just hold up a nomination. Yeah, I mean that's basically so it. it. One one senator can hold up a hold up a nomination. Just because. So Randy Paul can go wave his blue slip around and Dick can take it, takes it and says, Oh, sorry, we got to stop the show because Rand Paul's all pissy. Why, why isn't Durbin say, Hey, take that blue slip and shove it? That's well, what Mitch but, did, right? Yeah, well, but the thing is that they established the Senate rules at the beginning of every, every Congress. Oh. So it's Schumer's fault. Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's but it's also it's also a matter of you know they 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 are who we thought they were. You know the old Danny Green clip, Christopher. And it's the old Democrats bringing the butter knife to the bazooka fight. Yeah, to the atomic to the atomic war. <laughs> God damn it! This is what pisses me off. We don't know how to, we don't know how to fight fire with fire. Yeah, we need to we need to especially this election we really got to fight fire with fire. That's right. They're going to pull out all the stops, man. Cuz they're going to come at us with everything and I mean everything this year they can. They're going to fuck with the voting machines. They're going to it's going to be crazy. Well, and we haven't talked much about it but that AI generated uh, phony Biden's voice ad that ran in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. 
telling people not to vote in the New Hampshire primary what that, and, and the Biden voice saying what matters is your vote in November? Yeah, Biden, Biden won the New Hampshire primary easily and handily. But I think that was that was a that was a te- that was a trial balloon. Trial balloon. Because right. the the uh, New Hampshire Attorney General says at this point in time they have no plans to charge anyone, fucker. But they've isolated it and they know where it came from and it came from a right wing chop shop in Texas. The shit's coming at us. Oh, they're gonna let every bullet fly. They ain't gonna leave one in the chamber. How about the news about Meta this week saying they would not take down that video of Joe Biden, you know, putting a sticker on his uh, granddaughter's lapel, basically. And they made a it look like she voted. Yeah, and they made it made look it like, like he, he was... touched like three or four times. Yeah. God. And, and they said they're going to leave it to people to know it's fake. Yeah, the Zucker tweet. Yeah. But the thing is, the 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 body, the office or whatever committee inside Meta that decided to leave it up said they did so because Meta's own rules are a hot garbage fire mess and need to be redone. And so they let Come it, on guys. They they let it they let it stay up so as to at least theoretically put pressure on Mark Zuckerdweeb. What's that Emilio? Come on, the the guys that believe JFK is alive will surely know that that's fake. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, nobody nobody landed on the moon. And the Earth's flat. Damn it! If the Earth was flat, a goddamn cat would have knocked us off already. Goddamn it! <laughs> if the Earth was flat, we if the Earth was flat, we wouldn't have no damn gravity. Gravity's fake news. <laughs> yeah, we, we got, I mean, the thing is, but Joe has his accomplishments. And I know he's going around the country doing ribbon cuttings, which is tremendous. And, you know, he's just going to have to be louder and prouder. And I heard one of his surrogates come out and finally acknowledge we got to get on it. We got to get on this quick and get loud and proud about what he's done. Because the American well, people, they don't seem to know. There's another thing that has to be brought out, too. And that is the projection that the right wing does. And it was on its absolute pedestal at the Supreme Court number. And that was the argument that every succeeding president, if Trump uh, is taken off the ballot, it just means that every uh, further administration would take the front runners off the ballot for some kind of bullshit. And if that's not projection of what the right wing is trying to do, in all the gerrymandering and everything else, and then saying the Democrats are going to do the same thing. So we're rolling around here in the mud, fucking with the elections and all the rest of that shit, but that's okay because if we hold somebody accountable for that, 
then obviously it will happen all the time to everybody else. And I'm not sure I made myself clear on that, but the, the projection of the questions that were asked at the Supreme Court was to me absolute garbage. I think I know what you're referring to. Like they were saying, what if the Democrats tried to screw with you? Yeah, I remember that. I remember some of those. Was it Alito who brought that up? A hypothetical? I'm not sure which one of them it was, but it's this thing that that if if we allow this to happen, it's opening up uh, Pandora's box, so to speak, because then everybody will do it from now on out. When was the last time in history that the front runner of a political party is under 91 indictments and fighting to delay the trial every bit they can do? If I was up and I knew I was innocent, I'd want that goddamn trial to start right now and get the monkey off my back and I could stop paying all the goddamn attorneys. And you'd sail to an election victory if you could truly exonerate yourself. Yeah. But he knows. All I, I got to say is they better not uh, they better not uh, grant a stay with the uh, immunity uh, thing and, and and really delay this thing like forever. I hope they don't I, do that. I know. Yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. You don't get that, do you? He didn't do anything wrong. Ever. That's right. I never do anything wrong. I'm perfect in everything. Well, then let's have that trial and prove it to the people. Every time it seems like he's up in front of a jury to making a decision, his ass is getting reamed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, first jury, it was, at least civilly. First it was $5 million, right. then it was $83 million. <laughs> But then yeah, my right wing friend says, well, everybody knows you can't trust a New York jury. They all hate him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder what their excuse is going to be when the trial starts in Georgia. Oh, that's just that that, <clears throat> that that little county of Georgia is just an abnormality. <clears throat> they hate him, too. He didn't do anything wrong. That, well, that's an, they're going to simplify that's an AI phone call. He really didn't make it. Oh, yeah, right. Wrong, Roger. They're, they're going to simplify this. They're going to say any of that stuff. They're going to say it's a black prosecutor. That's all they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. They'll say That's thug prosecutor. Thug black and she's unethical. Yep, and she's unethical. She went to the Caribbean with her boyfriend. Meanwhile, now the, the the maggots are making a big deal about the press conference yesterday and him making a mistake on what he said about Mexico, Mexico and Gaza. And, you know, anybody could do that. Barack did Trump that. Is, how is that any different than Trump thinking that, uh, oh, God, what's her name, running for president? Republican. Oh, Nikki was, was Nikki, yeah. That Nikki, Nikki was in charge Nancy. of the uh, <laughs> uh, the the National Guard on January sixth. Well, he's made a, for every one of Joe's. He's had probably a hundred. 
or that he yeah. would Chavez drain the voting machines when he'd been dead for 20 fucking years. Uh, and that, and that, that was, was and that, that was that was the point I was going to make. It's not like his mental decline has is of recent vintage. Remember Kofefe? Remember Hamburgers? When he couldn't even pronounce truth socially, he said "troth sensual." Yeah, exactly. Yep. And by yep. the way, Darlene, Darlene had a really good note a little bit ago, uh, going back to what Steve in New York was saying about, oh, you know, Merrick Garland. Steve raises an excellent point. However, I think Garland could and should have gotten out ahead of it by redacting on the download. And if what was redacted was successfully FOIA'd, then he could address it at that time with a statement that Hearst stepped outside his pay grade and expertise and what he was appointed to do by rendering a highly partisan, politicized opinion, and that was unacceptable, that he was bound by DOJ policy to redact, but that would take courage, and Merrick Dopey Garland lacks courage. And at this point in time, I'm, I'm right there with Darlene, and, and the, more, but the more I think about re the reason for redacting it is, and it would be accurate, her is not a medical professional, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a neurologist, or in any wise capable of rendering a medical diagnosis. And therefore, the unauthorized practice of medicine has been removed from this report. That, that would have been spot on. That would have been a spot on thing for Merrick to do. I mean, the thing sometimes is, I think I'm the in the wrong line. Sometimes I think I'm in the wrong job. The through line with Schumer, <coughs> Durbin, and Garland, they are first and foremost institutionalists. They will not step outside their box. They are contained within their box and they stick, you know, they stick to the letter of what they perceive to be what's what's right and what's wrong or the letter of the law. And in this case, Merrick, you should have done you should have done your damn job. Has he ever? Well, he hired like like Robin said. He hired Jack Smith. Maybe a little too late. Maybe too yeah. little too late. Right? Too little too late. Too little too late. Should have done that day one. From Jack no. Street. Like, yes. uh, like, why didn't Merrick go after uh, Trump for January 6th after the committee was done with their, their uh, investigation? Well, it, that's when they he should have got Jack Smith involved immediately. Jack Smith was behind the scenes a lot longer than you gave him credit for. Okay, just, really? He said, he said, this is the guy who's going to be handling this, but Jack Smith had a long run on this. <sighs> but the thing is, another, that, that bowl of contention with the, you know, we have with the Democrats, it's like, y'all trying to play by the fucking rules. The rules books is, that was burnt at, you know, <laughs> dead on arrival. It's like Robin and I were talking the other day about, you know, rude motherfuckers. And, you know, like I said, before COVID, the social contract was already on life support. Not a motherfucker's DOA. It is just good. So when they, you know, that bipartisan shit, shit and all that, no, it's, it doesn't work because like you said, 
when I heard that report and I'm listening to that person and I'm like, wait a minute, why is he even talking? He already said that there was the only thing that should have been said about the report. Uh, he there was I could find no reason to to and uh, prosecute or you know bring charges or whatever. Hey, period, period. That's it. All this other shit about uh, he's just a forgetful old man and blue, 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 blue. And, and, right, just and a bunch like, of bullshit. I'm like, because I'm listening to it, because you know, you, you guys, I'm working all the time, but I, when I'm driving, I'm typically listening to KNX 1070 News Radio, you know, traffic on t- on fives. But it's like, and and I'm listening to this, and I'm like, and like Robin said, and Darlene, it's like, wait a minute, I I didn't know he gave an examination. It's like I think you, a few months back, I had a passenger, and I coughed. And this woman started yelling at me. We don't even have our mask. Why don't you have your mask? I'm like, ma'am, I'm not sick. And she's like, you sick, you sick. And I'm like, ma'am. And I said, you know, and I'm in this whole thing about I could not, um, as a considering the um, the population that I that I transport, there is no way I would come to work sick, right? And I said, you know, and I even said, you with you being Asian, you say that I'm sick and and and, and insisting that I'm sick. It's no different from somebody saying that you brought over COVID because just by fact that you're Asian. And I and I China, yeah, the China China flu, right? China, you know, China flu, and you know, and I, you know, and I thought I, I had squashed that shit, y'all. The bitch filed a complaint on me. Oh. And said that I came to work sick and I had laryngitis. So when I responded to the complaint, I said, well. First of all, laryngitis is not contagious, but most of first and foremost, is she a, is she a, a, a doctor? I didn't see MD. I don't remember her getting out a stethoscope or the tongue depressor or anything to check to see that I had laryngitis. So how the fuck? Kind of hard know? to do while you're driving. That's well, hard. did she do? You know, did she well, did she give me a, an exam from the back of my from the back of my neck? What the fuck? Hey Tracy, go ahead, Jeremy. If she truly felt that threatened, why didn't she just say, say please pull over? I told her, this is exactly what I said. And I said, to your point, Jeremy, I said, if you really feel as though that I, you know, that I am so sick that you should be, I will be, I will gladly take you home. Well, and Tracy, just, just to go back to what you said about burning down the rule books. <laughs> okay. If there's anyone on God's green earth who should know about, the book, you know, Mitch and burning the rule books down, it should be fucking Merrick Garland because That's he was right. one of the first victims of it. But, but for people to assume because you're coughing, what you're the sick fuck? is ludicrous because there's tons of medications that make you cough. Blood pressure medication makes you cough. It dries Dude, up your sir. sinuses. It's one of the symptoms for me. Jeremy, too, and, and, too, and also to Chris, because it's like, like you said, if the rule, anybody, Merrick Garland should be the poster child of fuck you and what you're going through. Yeah, where's his revenge bone? Doesn't he have a revenge bone in his body? Come on, man. This is why I'm not in charge of anything, because I could be a petty bitch, and I could be vindictive, too. So, and and I've, you know, I've done stuff that I'm I'm not so proud of, but for the most part, you, you have to push me to a level that I would get to that vindictive shit, but Mary Garland, if anybody got to be like, fuck, Oh, y'all. He should be on that goddamn Supreme Court instead of hey. uh, languishing in the AG's office. Yeah. You know, 
And it's like, so, see, that's the thing. Grow, look, look, I'm at the point now that I, with Merrick Garland and, and Chuck Schumer and all them, I now I it is it is it is officially confirmed that my balls are bigger and hairier than all of them stairs combined, and I'm just I, I want somebody to grow a goddamn spine. We yeah, Durbin. Just the next time if somebody brings up a blue slip, yeah. Durbin should say, "Get that out my face! Get it away!" Oh, oh, no, no, stupid a, blue slip for big hairy balls. Give her a cowbell. Come Absolutely. <laughs> That's a big hairy cowbell. And then, guys, and then what do you guys think about this bullshit now that the, the maggots are saying that Mitch McConnell is no longer Republican, he's actually a Democrat? Uh, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. what? And I'm like, where, you, where do you guys figure that shit oh, that, out? That's, were, been, that's been going on for ages. He's a rhino, rhino, Republican in name only, he's a rhino. That's because, right. The Democrats have better letters. That's why I switched. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. That's, that's uh, because last week he did the very least he could do. <laughs> he did the very least he could do by saying, by voting to down this bill, Trump has put us in quite a predicament. That's the least he could do in that case. That's why they call him a rhino. And by the way, I have to I have to interrupt and thank Micah. The uh, One Life to Live True Tripling Challenge has been met, and we are now down to $630 to go. Thank you, yeah. Micah. Thanks to everybody who responded to the challenge. And so that means that uh, come Tuesday, we will be at 930. So that beats the daylights out of being at 1430 on Tuesday. And again, I have a meeting on Monday. I wish I was going to be here. I think you know that. Uh but thank you. Thank you, Micah. And if anybody else wants to jump in in the last seven minutes of the program, everything that we take down this evening, well, I mean, like if we knocked out 30 more dollars, we'd be fully funded for this past Wednesday. And it would just be yesterday and today that's unfunded. So uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks so very much. I do so appreciate it. Just a fun little story on the way out the door. Kind of proud of the Hawaii Supreme Court. A guy got busted for carrying, because, you know, guys do this, they'll put a pistol in the waistband of their pants and go walking around until they blow their dicks off. Um, this guy didn't, but he got arrested on another person, uh, trespassing on another person's property, and he was illegally carrying a firearm that wasn't registered and was not, uh, licensed and Hawaii has some of the toughest gun laws in the country, and so he ran off to the ran off to the court system. And said, "My Second Amendment rights was violated." Well, he bought the gun in Florida in 2013 and brought it with him to Hawaii. Florida's gun laws are not the gun laws of Hawaii, and so when when it finally went to the Hawaii Supreme Court, bless their hearts, and I mean that in a nice way, they quoted The Wire, and they went after Bruin and the stupid history and traditions argument of the, uh, of the most puissant dread sovereign Supreme Catholic Majesties. Ruling against this maggot, I presume, 
they said they quoted the wire and said the thing about the old days they the old days and it was a unanimous ruling it came down Wednesday the quote is from season 4 episode 3 and they went on to say as the world turns it makes no sense for contemporary society to pledge allegiance to the founding era's culture realities, laws and understanding of the Constitution. The thing about the old days, they the old days. And then Justice Todd Eddins said, the spirit of Aloha clashes with a federally mandated lifestyle that lets citizens walk around with deadly weapons during day-to-day activities. The defendant is an asshole named Christopher Wilson. And... uh, uh, this thing's been in court since, oh, 2017 or so. God. And now this will probably go up to the, go up to the most puissant dread sovereign, Supreme Catholic Majesties. The Attorney General Ooh. of Hawaii has said it's a landmark decision that affirms the constitutionality of crucial gun safety legislation. And, uh, Uh, went on to say that we believe it is a misplaced view to think that today's public safety laws must look like laws passed long ago. And I love this language. Smoothbore, muzzle-loaded, and powder and ramrod muskets were not exactly useful to colonial-era mass murderers. And life is a bit different now in a nation with a lot more people stretching to islands in the Pacific Ocean. And then took dead aim at Bruin and said, it snubs federalism principles. And said, under the Hawaii Constitution, there is no personal right to carry a firearm in public. And then kind of stuck it in the, uh, stuck it in the, uh, the, 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 the uh, maggot court and broke it off and said, in 1833, the last king of Hawaii, King Kamehameha III, promulgated a law prohibiting any person or persons on shore from possessing a weapon, including any knife, sword, cane, or other dangerous weapon. And so it's nice just to see someone pushing back once in a while. Amen. And it is. (laughs) And uh, one last thing. Uh, We've spent so much time focused on the Colorado uh, disqualification case and the immunity issue arising out of the insurrection case in D.C. It's easy to forget the stolen documents, uh, stolen national security uh, info case down in Florida. But it's worth remembering that Judge Aileen Cannon is doing her dead-level best to to, – uh, to, to, to fix the case for Nitwit Nero, she entered a ruling a few days ago ordering that confidential witness information be provided to Nitwit Nero's lawyers, you know, oh, so no. they could be intimidated. Oh, She's a piece no. of work. She's going to get hers eventually. Well, oh, uh, my Jack, God, those poor people. Maybe not, maybe not anytime soon, but eventually. Uh, Jack, Jack Smith fired back and said, this is clear error. 
you must reconsider. And uh, the thing is, her ruling even defied an 11th, an 11th Circuit Court precedent. She wanted to public, publicly release discovery documents in unredacted form. God. And uh, Jack Smith's team's filing said, that discovery material, if publicly docketed in unredacted form as the court has ordered, would disclose the identities of numerous potential witnesses, along with the substance of the statements they made to the FBI or the grand jury, exposing them to significant and immediate risks of threats, intimidation, and harassment, as has already happened to witnesses, law enforcement agents, judicial officers, and Department of Justice employees whose identities have been disclosed in cases in which defendant Trump is involved. Yeah, remember that clerk? Yeah. Yeah. That clerk. But I mean, this clerk. was this wasn't so much a filing as a lecture. The court's conclusion that the government's witness safety concerns are too speculative or generalized is misplaced. A court's duty is to prevent harms to the witnesses or the judicial process at their inception before they are realized and and dysfunction envelops the trial. The 11th, the, 11, yeah, the 11th Circuit has held that the compelling interest standard applied by the court does not apply to documents filed in connection with motions to compel discovery, which instead may be sealed or redacted simply upon a showing of good cause. Because the court applied the wrong legal standard, reconsideration is warranted to correct clear error. Wowzer. He's going to waste all his time on this bullshit. Well, he's got to he's got to protect his prosecution because she's clearly in the bag. For, oh yeah, for Nitwit Nero. Yeah, but then, I know he's got to do what he's got to do. I'm just saying it's just he's got to be so ripped yet that he has to waste his time just to just to just to hack, you know CB her. I'm using a bad term. I'm sorry. Uh, she's putting up the. Uh, a wall to try to screw things over and he's going to have Black to try to go right through it. Yeah. You know? Don't worry. Don't worry. Jack Smith has dealt with bigger pieces of shit than her before. I'll say it. He's a piece of shit. He's dealt with bigger. He's fine. Let him do his job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll let him do his job. All right. Just saying. It, it, it is frustrating. I right. You're, you're Kevin. You're right. Down the road, she's going to get her. Sooner or later, she will be removed. It's going to happen. I have faith oh, she, she's gone. She's definitely gone. She knows it, too. And she, you know what? She don't care either because she'll wind up somewhere, you know, barring her doing any. Uh, 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 no, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. She is a, she is appointed and confirmed for life. The only way to remove her. The only way, yeah. The only way to the only way to remove her is to impeach her. Sixty-six. You ain't gonna get sixty-six. Meant from this case, not for a lifetime appointment. From this case individually. Yeah, she oh, yeah she may get right. bounced, but the thing is, she did turn around and paused her order for the unredacted document release because I guess he spanked her with the Eleventh Circuit. Yeah, she's going to keep going right up to the goal line just to see how far she can go until he comes in and steps in. Repeat, lather, rinse, repeat the whole way through. You know until. Ah, oh, boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> got to vote him out. That's it. Vote him out. Vote him out. Vote him out. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. It's really the hey, only you know, remedy is November. That's it. 
That's really you know, it, the, Kevin. Another remedy is y'all, like you know, like I said, I've been canvassing for my um, my city council person, and um, we're hoping that she just outright wins the race in March. Because if she doesn't, that means we got to go into November, and God help us if we do. Um, because I mean, she's done some amazing things, but this guy is backed by the police unions and the developers. I mean, they're spending like um, millions of dollars already for a city council seat because like I said, they're so scared of Nithia because she got a bunch. They, I forgot when the redistricting, they took away 40% of her, of her constituents. So the only thing we can, you know, we can talk about the November, but who are you guys out there volunteering for people that you want to win in November or during the primary? Are you guys doing letter? You know, I'm, I've done, I've been, not only am I canvassing, I'm doing text messaging. I'm doing postcarding. We can't just sit and talk. I know. I'm going to have to be doing some phone banking. Postcards got, to we, swing states. Postcards to right. swing states. Postcards. Yeah, there you go. Good states, idea. You know, and and backing people who, if they have, you know, because let's remember, Karen Bass, I mean, she had money too, but she didn't have Rick Caruso money. That man spent, I think, over $100 million on the mayoral race in here, and she still beat him because wow. she had boots on the ground. She had people knocking on doors and calling people. And that person, especially the, the handwritten letters and the, and the, and the canvassing, I, I've ran up against a couple of people who were not going to vote for Nithia, and, but, they, but once I told them, you know, don't believe the bullshit, and I and they're like and I appreciate what they said. You know what they said? I appreciate that you're out here knocking on doors. Yeah. Especially I I've been using a walker. I mean because I mean I put on quite a bit of weight, but I, the walker is great because it gets me moving. And plus, when I get tired, I could just sit down. I have a, a built-in place to sit. And so I'm like, this is how committed I am to this to this woman that I am out on my walker. Canvassing and knocking on doors because I know how important this race is. Because so we need not just to sit around and talk. And yes, donate and of course donate, but to actually get involved, be boots on the ground and doing stuff, like you said, swing states or right, whatever we have to do. We have a lot of work, we have a, a battle ahead of us. And if we don't start doing stuff and getting involved, and not just us, but everybody that you know, every, you know, people like Christopher, you're, you have family still in Illinois, in Chicago, you know, find out what the, you know, find out about the races in these, on the states of, of where your family, is, where you no longer are, but you have friends and family. Look for the progressive candidates and, and do the research and then talk to those, talk to those people about them as well, because you know, this is a national election, but we need to really focus as well on the local, you know, city, state, city and state, city, state, county and state elections as well. Because if we don't, we'll start getting more and more of these school boards. They're going to make sure that people like, you know, my history as a, a black woman and a queer person and Robin as a transgender person, they're going to make sure that we can't even exist and that our, those kids are going to be put in absolute clear and present danger. And, and the book banning will not stop and all this other bullshit. And that's local shit. So we got to start, we start to start doing the same motherfucking things as these Republicans and get them the fuck out. 
So it's not just, yes, we definitely got to make sure Joe gets reelected, but we definitely got to start focusing on what's happening. It, it, down right ballot. Home, it? Down ballot. That's down the ballot. mistake we made in 2008, right? We won. Exactly. We won. And we, we didn't win shit. Right. California, it's we got five. It's the mistake the Democrats have been making since 1960. Arguably yeah. true. Well, y'all, I got to yep. get out of here. We're about eight minutes over. But thanks for a great conversation this evening. Hope uh, um, hope you enjoy the game if you're going to watch. I probably will. I don't know where. Um and I'm remaining neutral on this because Kansas City is a very blue city and San Francisco is beloved to me. So, you know. You just want a close game, right, Robin? I want, a, I, want a, I want a good game. I want a good game. I want a tight game. I don't want a blowout. Yeah, I don't want, the, I don't want one and of And the those. refs. For fuck's sake, the refs can't fuck this game up. Please have the best crew in the league on there, but even that's, uh, even there, even that's not much of a guarantee. I, I saw a meme. I got to I got to do this. I saw a meme on Facebook of some vision uh, outfit, and they put up a thing for the referees for the game, and they highlighted all their offices in the Las Vegas area for eye exams. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> The Nuggets have been put in the worst place ever. They either have to vote for Taylor Swift's team or the gayest city in the country's team, Nancy Pelosi's team. And no matter what happens, whoever wins, it happens during Black History Month. Yes, and hence my, hence my reference to playing a little Slim Whitman yodeling and then watching the heads explode. Yes. So thanks, everybody. Like I said, enjoy the game. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal Contributors, thanks to new Patreon contributor Carl. Thank you, Carl. Thank you to our a la carte contributors, our challenge respondents, our challenge makers. Thank you, Ralphs, and thank you to our kind anonymous internet friend. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger and Jeremy in the chat room and uh, in the uh, old holler tree. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on live. Please remember, uh, a, a podcast loves a review or a kind word. Thank you to those, those uh, happy few of you who are doing it. A lot more might help grow this program considerably. Like and subscribe, y'all. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your RSV vaccine. Get your flu shot. Winter ain't over. Get your pneumonia shot if you're of the appropriate age so to do, or if you are at one of in, in one of the risk groups. 
Wear your mask when you're around groups of five or more, especially if they're maggots, because they are some toxic motherfuckers. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you can. We need to get a check-in from Paul from Parts Unknown sometime soon. That would be good. Hint, Paul. Hint. And, well, of course, if uh, Nitwit Nero comes towards you saying, My mind, it's like a steel tarp. Avoid him like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.